This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Being your best self feels good. Visit BetterHelp.com allies and get back to being you. Welcome to the Easy Allies Podcast. I'll be your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists, Michael Damiani. What's up? Michael Huber. Yellow Jackets. My car brand manager and co-moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. Ghostfire. Mm. Making it all happen in that room, Isla Hank. Yellow Jackets, dude. Okay, okay. Distinguished guests, we are here to talk about some of the biggest headlines in the world of video games. But before we do that, we must first answer for all of the mistakes we made in last week's podcast. Isla, begin corrections music, please. The original Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original PlayStation 2, uh, had a galaxy map for the Galactic Conquest mode. You talked about that. And I'm sure other games have had that specifically, but I'm like, I remember that. I remember. And it's just the maps when you go to those planets. It's just the maps from the game. But the way it was organized was kind of fun to look at. So I want to see like the whole Star Wars galaxy. That's cool. Keanu Reeves voices Duke Kaboom, the incredibly Canadian stunt biker in Toy Story 4. Of course he's Canadian. Uh, Of course he's Canadian. I remember because I thought he was the out of that. I thought he was going to be the fork character, but that was someone else, like, going into Toy Story. We were talking about the cycle of Cod, and you were like, Respawn's essentially, you know, like, they're, they're one of the, the big boys. They're the, the origins of the best of Cod, the current Cod. And some people pointed out a lot of Respawn devs went back to Infinity Ward for Modern Warfare and whatever that next Cod is going to be, so it's just like... Sure. Well, it's, I was it, mostly it's, referring to the studio heads, but Right. Yeah. It's just a strange family that just kind of keeps going in and out of that series. Star Wars Squadrons was developed by Motive Studios, not DICE. It comes up in the DICE conversation, but we don't specifically yeah, I don't think say... We ever alluded to them. Right. It's just the thing we don't mention while we're talking about DICE. Fun game. While Barry Burton was born in the U.S., he moved his family to Canada after the events of Resident Evil 1. He's shown to be living there with his family two years after the events of Revelations 2 and before Resident Evil 6, so there is a chance he became a Canadian citizen at some point. Pick up the gun. Lord. And corrections music, please. Boop. B-S-A-A, Barry Burton. Huber, we got to solve a murder. And last week we had a big development. We have a detective assigned to the case. The case, of course, of the death of Lanky Kong, who was found dead in the church in the slums in Sector 5 of Midgar. Who do we got in the case? Who would you put on the case? What detective would you put on the case from the Easy Allies Detective Agency to solve this right now? Uh, with, with, with haste. Valentine. Detective Valentine from Fallout 4. Well, he didn't get picked and was on the list. <laughs> he was, yeah. He was. <laughs> Sebastian Castellanos. Yeah, I knew like that is one. Is putting okay. it all You're on the line. You're wearing evil with a shirt. <laughs> to solve this one. You know, Dissin Sebastian, Sebastian is... He needs is, a break. He needs a break. He needs a break, and unless a family member was murdered, like, he won't care as much. Also, he's already had a break. Well, a mental break. Hey, oh. a psycho break. Oh. Um, hey, what are the odds of some cameo thing 
in Ghostwire. I feel like the Easter show up? eggs, Easter eggs yeah. for sure. Not not a shared universe. We're so speculating, yeah. Castellanos and I have been talking a lot this week, and I'm saying, okay, what's what's the next thing we need for the podcast? Clearly, we need to lock down the murder weapon, which I have shown yeah. to these allies. I'm not going to show it now. And we talked to there's pictures that we've shown before. This is an yep. ongoing murder investigation, yeah. so I'm not going to show these. There might be children watching, yep. but all of you got oh, to yeah. touch, feel, be in the room with this thing. So I need to know. We need to narrow it down. Was this the laptop gun from Perfect Dark? An Uji Katana, a crazy taxi, or a blitz ball? It was rem- spherical. It yeah, was, I do it, recall. But you could tell, you, yeah. uh, with the right equipment, you can crush a crazy taxi down to True. a really, really, really small size. I mean, a blitz ball technically, <laughs> canonically yeah. killed Titus, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is that true? <laughs> Whoa. I mean, it's got a history it's here. It's not intending little, little for spoilers suspect. to be here in the opening <laughs> Well, segment. I mean, when you look in the, the stitching, you could see a little bit of that orange fur. Yeah. So Ooh, I, I, I think it's probably, yeah. I mean, either that or, you know, you know he was couldn't, he was just like relaxing on that thing when it happened, but I'm I'm pretty sure there was enough force. Yeah. We couldn't we couldn't make out any team logos or anything. Might, couldn't tell if it was the goers or anybody. <laughs> I'll let them know. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Might take a couple more weeks. Sony bought Bungie. Mm. Was Sony jealous? Do you think? Did you feel bad for Sony when all that Xbox talk was happening? Oh, was do you think Jim Ryan was sitting there watching TV, turning the volume down with Phil Spencer's, <laughs> doing backflips, and it's like, we'll have our day in the sun. Do you think anyone at Sony slammed their hand on the desk when they read the Microsoft headline? Slammed the paper on the <laughs> desk. Like, Damn it! Yeah, they, it slides out across. <laughs> Everyone's all uncomfortable. And what I thought was super cool. Sony bought Bungie for $70 billion. They did it. They upped the 68 to $70 billion. And I think Bungie's worth it. No, 3.6. Quite Small a lot. Fry. Small fry. Small fries. Well, people have been pointing out that like Insomniac was like a few hundred thousand or something like that. Then... <laughs> Now. Wow. <laughs> now. <laughs> and that'll be, in- yeah, that'll be interesting to see with all the acquisitions that are happening right now. Like, how many of these are just maybe topical of the year? Million. I'm getting like, the numbers all No one was now. having these conversations two years ago. And how many of these are like, oh, they've been talking about that for a long time? Yeah, that was the thing. That was the only real headline I saw, Jones, was that um, it was not a reaction to Microsoft. Of course purchase. not. Because this stuff takes way too so long. So long, yeah. Of course. Well, that's, yeah, and that's the thing, too. So it's like you, you think about, like, what was their reaction to, to Microsoft? It's like, oh, it, the reaction's like, oh, well, you know, we got something coming. Yeah, we got something well, like, good. Game yeah. We got something in the works. Yeah. <laughs> Gameindustry.biz had, like, three articles. One of them was, like, an interview with Parsons, and, you know, like, Jim Ryan, just like, oh, sitting down, real cozy, talking yeah, about everything. ready to go yeah. the second it was announced, yeah. So both of these things, happy holidays. You know, like, they were, they were sweating these deals over the last couple months. Um, I want to share something. Okay. From the manual to Halo Combat Evolved on the Xbox. Tight. <clears throat> About Bungie. Very cool. Bungie was founded in 1991 with two goals, to develop games that combine brilliant technology, beautiful art, intelligent stories, and deep gameplay, Marathon. and then sell enough of those games to achieve our real goal of total world domination. <laughs> Dig it up. If you have it on your shelf, go find it. It says that. in They're there. having fun. It says it in there. They were having a good time 20 years ago. Um, he, and now they're bought. They finally got bought by one of the big boys, except, you know, when Xbox did that. But that's a whole other story. Activision. Um, right. 
What do you go think? Ahead, We're, you we did a breaking news. Question. You should go check it out if you're curious to get more on this. Where are you at now, Bloodworth, at the end of the week? Um, there's so much happening. It's like, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> it's, just, it's just constant. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – I, I, I'm – I'm just very interested in in the the broader ramifications of what Sony's doing because it's very clear from that interview this really has almost nothing to do with Destiny itself. It's about the underlying framework that runs Destiny and about everything else that Sony's doing. And I think somebody was somebody was saying that like they're working on like ten live service IP. You know, they've got studios across the board, you know, working on stuff. So we got it's, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Huber here. I was reached out to Brad on our breaking news. Brad, tell us about your Destiny experience. He's like, eh, I played two at launch over it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I bummed now we got you here. Yeah. Would you watch a Destiny TV show? Hell yeah. There is so much lore in this game, in this universe. It is you gotta have some way to know what's going on. It is on. almost in, <laughs> yeah. It is almost impossible they should to call follow. it Grimoire cards. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and and obviously people have made. Uh, there's a lot of good like YouTube lore videos out there. Like there's so much lore that's constantly coming too. Like this preseason building up to the next expansion has added so much lore. This expansion is gonna be a uh, payoff for all this groundwork they've been laying for years. Um, but a lot of that, even as someone who flirts with Destiny that plays like every once in a while, I try to st- I try to keep up, but you know, put it away for a while, come back to it. Yeah. It's always it's always kind of there. So I play a lot casually and it's impossible for me to follow the story. <laughs> like you have to go all in sure. to know what's going on. You have to dedicate a lot of time Watching those like hours and hours of lore videos, uh, so a TV show would be really cool to give us all that really cool lore in an, a more digestible way. So you would want them to repeat stuff. You would want this to go along with the game. They so could, show me stuff that is happening and well, help me understand it. Either way, they could do Halo style, where it's an adaptation uh-huh. of like Destiny One or Two or whatever they want to do, or, or prequel stuff, whatever. Or they could do. A defiance situation. Here we go. <laughs> where it's like... Huber made the transition. Yeah, where it's this separate battle going on or separate storyline that is also hinted at in the game. That stuff is really cool and fun. Like like a Destiny sitcom, and the set is at, in the hub. You know, it's like I can get... Right. Every time you go back to the hub, you're like, yeah, I'm on WandaVision. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you know, know, there's guys there. They don't go raiding. They don't they just I, run their shop. Yeah. They have all these crazy dudes come in. A lot of them don't get to move. A lot of them have been like sitting on a bench for a, a long time, yeah. you know. Um I th- I think it does sound exciting because I think about the promise of it's still a good idea. You know, it's like defiance like wasn't around forever, but that is um it is an interesting concept. You think about like when Endgame happened, if all of us like were also playing that. I'm sure Fortnite's yeah. like gunning gunning for this. They're just trying to make their lore relevant. And yeah, like you said, Destiny One and Two built on a mountain of lore so uh, from a developer that is that's kicking butt. It's ju- and but just Pete Parsons is so stoked. Like us, Sony believes that game worlds are only the beginning of what our IPs can become. Is it too small to think of TV show? Too small to think of movies? Where are we? Where are we going with no, this? No, they they listed those things specifically, and in like yeah, I think they've probably already done comics and and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, the other side of it that I'm curious of is it. They are hinting at new IP as well, 
and I'm curious what's cooking there and and how enticing and interesting that's that's going to look. Um, what you know, you know, it's like you know, destinies in space. You know, what you know, where else are they going to go with that? You know, like where what other kind of franchise could they make? Yeah, um, because Halo is in space, Destiny is in space. <laughs> Was Marathon in space? I don't know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, what else will they... They well, they did uh, Oni, Oni back in the day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Sucker Punch already kind of has... That short up with, like, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just curious, like, yeah. what other settings would lend themselves to this sort of live service structure? Would it be another shooter? Would they try to do something that's focused in a different area, you know, where they try to do something that's more akin to, like, a light MMO. Sparrow racing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, Come dude on. theme parks are live service, man. The- yeah. you know, sparrow roller coasters, man. Mm-hmm. You know, team up with Universal or something, you know. Let's, let's really bring us into the world. Five years from now, just narratively, outside of anything video game I can play, what will be bigger, the Destiny universe or the Halo universe? In terms of like relevance, in terms of like, oh no, the next in thing we do. Five years? Five years from right now. Oh, probably still Halo. Universally Halo, but like the people that care about the Destiny lore, I mean, shit, people care about Halo lore just as much. Yeah. I think it's pretty even. Like, Halo's they got both. TV show coming up yeah, soon. Yeah, they, they both have very deep and dedicated fans and, and a lot of lore. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty even, Jones, honestly. But over to that crazy live service thing that they said, fun predictions and promises being made. Also, how many acquisitions is Tencent and gonna make this year? Uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go live service big time. More than ten by two thousand and twenty six. Yeah, there it is. What genres are not in live service? Like what if if if. If Sony dragged you into a room and said ten, like what what would be the, the one of ten? Just the first thought going in your mind of like. What, what wouldn't what be? What theme or what What haven't we done yet? Sony or, said there will be 10 live, live yeah. service games. They're going to have more than 10 new live wow. service wow. experiences by 2026. What the heck? Um, part of this, and they're like, they're like, so obviously Destiny, what was one quote? We are in charge of our Destiny, quote unquote. Uh, but they're like, so Destiny we want to mess with. And obviously something is going to come from them that is not Destiny. But other developers, other people within the Sony ecosystem, first party or third party, we want to do live service stuff. We want their help to teach us how to do. They saw Square Enix botch, you know, Avengers. They saw EA botch Anthem. One Not of again. the 10 is Last of Us, 100%. Yeah. That's one of them. Duh. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Another one of the 10 I'm sure they have planned is something like the Metaverse VR thing, like whatever that was called. Mm-hmm. I've already forgotten what it's called. Horizon. Horizon. Uh, Oddly enough, (laughs) Uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends was incredible, and that was just like a bite-sized multiplayer thing. Live service doesn't necessarily mean like crewing up in giant hub zones and all that stuff. Right, Genshin Impact. You know, that's kind of like more like action adventure RPG. Um, you can play with other people, but you don't necessarily have to. But you still have all Mm. the loot boxes and all that stuff going on. Gran Turismo Seven, Bloodworth. Is this one or of them? They, they can count it. I mean, GT yeah. Sport is basically yeah a live service game. These are things we maybe know of. Yeah. What about something like a Twisted Metal baby? What about like oh, a, that's a like great a like candidate. a Ratchet and Clank oh, yeah. roguelite or something? Like let's get funky. Ratchet and Clank has had some weird spinoffs, like All for One and Full Frontal Assault. Yeah. I could see them flirting with something like that for sure. 
you'd be crazy to get a PC exclusive Ratchet game. Just some weird game, but it's only on PC. <laughs> you know, just so, like they're just trying out weird stuff. Yeah. Some free, weird free to play Ratchet Yo, game. Twisted Metal Jones, that's a really good pick. Yeah, it's my yeah. That's a good pick for. Uh, it's for not up there with SSX yeah. with me, well, but it, I just I miss on it. That, and... Supposedly, it got, it got chant, the developer changed, right? Or those, so. those it, report or something? Yeah, there was something about it a while ago. I didn't look yeah. into it though. Like just the Rocket League that doesn't, you know, right? Doesn't care. The destruction. All <laughs> you know, stars. just doesn't. Yeah. yeah, but destruction even destruction all stars. Like, is that what it was called? Yeah. I fear that I'm saying that yeah, title wrong. Destruction, Destruction All Stars, All Stars yep. was the yep. name of that video game. Yeah. Just it was still more big showy game showy, you know, just like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Give me the gore. Um, according to Bungie's post, they don't have a choice. Quote, we must bet big on our vision, on our studio, oh. and our incredible team of trusted creators who build unforgettable worlds that truly matter to people. Um, you think everybody else on board? You, be, having spent so much time with this developer over the years, Hubert, does it feel like people are going to be like, oh, yeah, let's go big time. Yeah, shows, let's go. It's weird because when they broke away from Activision, it was like a big, yay, we're free again. Right. And now right. Sony buys them up. So it is a little weird. I, I know they were loving their freedom there. I mean, but Sony... I feel like has a lot better relations with developers versus Activision. Um, well, the other but. bizarre thing, and we talked about this in the breaking news, is, is like they pretty much lead with like we're buying them, but they're still going to be an independent yeah. publisher, multi-platform. Yeah. 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 yeah, and so like that's it's kind of weird. Yeah, do you think like, it's they're going to be in bases? control of when yeah. their games come out? They're going to be you know mm-hmm. you know whatever else they might do. Mm-hmm. Like they could potentially publish other people's games, you know, but. Yeah. Bungie is a publisher. They're just, you know, basically sending the money up the, the chain. Yeah, and that's probably in the contract that we don't get to see, right? Just all these little details like, yo, we reserve the right to mm-hmm. develop what we want or something, right. like all that little language. We remain in charge of our yeah. destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants the extremely large Destiny 2 community whatever platform they're on, to be able to continue to enjoy their, this is Parsons, to enjoy their Destiny 2 experiences. And that approach will apply to future Bungie releases. That is unequivocal. I like that word. Yeah. Get serious when somebody says yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, you know, no, like Microsoft, when they've done these acquisitions, they've been sort of here and there's like, oh, we'll honor our contracts. And then when it comes to something that doesn't have a contract, it's like, oh, yeah, that's exclusive. <laughs> but this is like, no, 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 no. The other stuff we're working on, too. That that's still going to be multi-platform. Like they're very like very upfront. And then the other weird thing is that like Sony is saying like, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to put our stuff multi-platform too. Like the best direction we're going. Like, mm-hmm. huh? And then you get the you know, yeah. and then like MLB the show being yeah. on Switch and Game Pass and stuff. Like that's basically because MLB's making that call. Yeah. But it's weird. With the way they're talking, and like they bring up like their 25 years of history, and it's like, wait, were you telling us? What are you telling us? You're gonna put PlayStation games on a Switch? What are you doing? What are you trying to say here? Uh, I mean, maybe it has to do with their thinking in terms of when we learn more about what Spartacus is. I right. mean, they could just be like positioning themselves to like what's the competition is going to be. Is that it's about streaming numbers? Like they're gonna have a streaming service, it wherever you're playing it. So getting over that mentality of like. Our games need to be exclusive to a Sony PlayStation hardware 
is the first step to, now we need to be thinking where can people have PlayStation experiences wherever they're playing games. God, I'd like and, me some PlayStation experiences. <laughs> I mean, that's marketing speak while. for it. But I mean, this, this is what <laughs> Xbox, I, I think Xbox, Microsoft is ahead of the game on this because of Game Pass. So, I mean, these acquisitions aren't necessarily to bolster just like first party strength of exclusives for the, to bolster hardware yeah. sales. Mm-hmm. I think they're looking towards the future. Like what is going to be like the next metric of success, which is probably going to be, as we said, subscription numbers, not necessarily hardware sales. Yo, I just had a crazy thought. Um, if they're doing all these live service games and uh, there's obviously a lot of stuff on the PlayStation 5 in its life cycle that we haven't seen from Sony or has not even been announced yet, there is kind of like, as much as Game Pass is incredible, incredible value. Incredible. That Game Pass. Value. There is a randomness incredible to it. Value. I actually saw an article today that's like, hey, we're getting near the end of the month, you know, like just FYI, like easy to forget what leaves if you right. put something on your list. Yeah, I think some of the Yakuza games are going off soon. We're all trained we're already PlayStation have. Plus members. Oh, it's the end of the month. Like, gotta like redeem whatever. Be interesting to have a game pass where, yeah, there's all sorts of weird games that come and go, but like the core games, the games you know, Sea of Thieves, what that is to Game Pass or your Forza, are like tied together. So it's not just that it's exclusive to it, but it's like, no, you these games are talking to each other. Like you play one, it helps, you know, not in an NFT help way, but like, you know, like with crossovers Fortnite style, I don't know. It'd just be an interesting way to, to Mantis shows up and it's like, ah, you like see to explore synergy, yeah. And, it, and they're all free to play, so you don't have to own any of it. It's just it's all part of like this, you know, when that right. PlayStation Studios logo goes by, you see all those ten games, and it's like that's what our live service is known for, not just giving you free games, but those games connecting in a weird way. No idea how they're gonna pull that off. Just like to throw that out into the world and forget about it. I like it. I mean good theory. Past stuff could be more tied to because they want what is it, 10 new games, uh, live games coming out more than at least 10, well, at least 10. And how many of those might have like battle pass type stuff? Mm-hmm. So, if you tie like if you're like a subscriber to like Spartacus, whatever it's going to be called, and you know, get these things, it's like you also get access to the battle pass on these games. So, you have to pay ex- it's like another that's a good bo- idea, it's another bonus to strengthening yeah. that that prospect of subscribing. Yeah. So, yeah. strengthens the, the rumor that there would be multiple, um. Pay yeah. levels. T- for tiers? Yeah, yeah, tiers. Absolutely. Like the top tier, you just get Battle Pass and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Fortnite has the Fortnite crew. It's like mm. 15 or 20 bucks a month. And right. every month you get the Battle Pass with that cost and then additional exclusive skins and whatnot. It's, it's so funny because I have Fortnite install I think I don't think it's actually installed in my PlayStation 5 right now and the I Rocky almost never play. Yeah, I almost never, which is crazy because like Denny already. Uh, Almost never play Fortnite. My PlayStation yells at me about Fortnite all the time. Like, just, you should know. They got a lot of things to talk about. There's one more uncomfortable detail that we have to bring up, or that I'm going to bring up before we're moving on from the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall, last year IGN interviewed 26 Bungie employees who reported some incidents of sexism, racism, abusive bosses, systemic discrimination. Uh, Jim Ryan was asked about that by GamesIndustry.biz in that big interview and said nice. he takes that incredibly seriously, quote-unquote, but it's, you know, potentially another Bobby situation where it's just like, oh, guess what we're not talking about anymore. Because there's a lot of other 10 new live service games to talk about instead of this. So shout out to all the people that d- did bring it up. But, yeah, um, yeah I hope that <laughs> d- didn't make them more valuable in a weird way. It's not like, just makes me wonder, like, has your company recently been accused of mistreating its employees? Do you have tons of IP you keep screwing up despite their immense popularity? Good news. You and your company have never seemed more valuable. <laughs> It is a weird... Yeah. I hope that trend does not continue. I know. What the hell? First week of February. (laughs) We've already had three high-profile purchases. We shall see. You know, it's a little pure... 
than even just th- a paltry 3.6 bill Kickstarter. It's, it's oh. for, the people speak and beautiful things happen. Love Kickstarter. Yacht Club made their name on Kickstarter mm-hmm. and they did it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were confused before they did this. They, uh, they announced a new game and it has been Kickstarted uh, less than 12 hours. Uh, it, <laughs> is it cute for Yacht, Yacht Club to be surprised or is it like, oh, come on, Yacht Club? What surprise that this earned at I that mean, time? This like, is a very specific type of game. <laughs> I mean, this is like a Game Boy Advance style game that I could see. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, they need to kickstart something." Like that's crazy. They're so amazing. But then at the same time, I was watching and I was like, "Oh, well, this is a very niche type of game that I can imagine it maybe being a hard pitch to go to millionaires and be like, hey, Produce our game. It looks like a Game Boy game. It's like, oh, well, what's funny is Mina, Mina the Hollower, sorry. Their ask is really low. Yeah. Their goal is only 300,000. Yeah. 311,000. So I, I yeah, yeah, that's I mean, crazy a lot of times now, though, like, Kickstarter that. really isn't about, like, the full budget or anything. It's, right, right. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like, okay, you know, we get enough from this Kickstarter. We know we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. We can convince other people to add to that bucket, you know, that, so that kind of thing. True. Then they go to the big. Yeah. whales and get even more money because they're like, hey, look at our Kickstarter. Yeah, Designer Alex Faulkner said, though we're a- financing a majority of this project ourselves, we Got hope it. we can create a more expansive game this way. More importantly, we want to build a community around Kickstarter, Smart. much like we did with Shovel Knight. Right. Fantastic. So good to know that yeah. did well. That's cool. So interesting. Because the they come up so many times when we're talking about like dream projects and who would want to develop in any kind of yeah. like oh, retro 2D game getting like Yacht a remake. Club. It's like, it's like Yacht Club. It <laughs> yeah. always comes up or like Way Forward. And the fact that they, you'd think that someone would make strike a publishing deal with them. I wonder if this is more they like keeping their, you know, independent status and they don't want that. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're publishing Bungie. other people's games. Exactly. Yeah. Like this might just be that path. Uh, and I'm surprised. Uh, I was a little surprised by the announcement. Right. They're going back to Kickstarter. But then, yeah, it sounded like, no, th- this is, this felt more like you said, this is more about like marketing and raising awareness rather than we need you to right. fund our game. It's like, nah, this is a big deal. This is how you get people to pay attention to your game on top of we already made a really good game with Shovel Knight. So. Yeah, it it kind of is, yeah, it kind of is just, like, an ad campaign that pays you. Because, like, everybody write like, you know, call, Polygon, Kotaku, IGN, everyone's going to write articles about you started a Kickstarter. They're going to write another article about <laughs> yeah, your Kickstarter got funded. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, record time. Like, yeah, record, you know, it's, like, free advertising, but it's better than free because you make million of dollars. Well, and the other thing, too, is, you know, essentially – you know, unless you're like on these upper tiers, like a Kickstarter is just a pre-order. But if you pre-order yeah. on Steam or GameStop or something like, you have no connection to the publisher. With Kickstarter, it's like okay, now you're part of all these updates. You get to see things being made and all the behind-the-scenes things and like that. And so, I, I, yeah, I think just in sort of that sense, you know, you don't necessarily have to think about it as like, oh, they need my money to make the game. It's like, no, you put your money down now if you're interested, and yeah. then you get to all this cool stuff and see what they're doing. I think a bloodstained in the the loops that they had to go through to really, like, finalize that art style. And, mm-hmm. and even when it launched, how they were like, we're still trying to figure this out. You know, like, some of the goals we have might change, you know, that stuff later. I think the Yacht Club style is done. I think they are. I think I, I trust them right. <laughs> to come up with their own style. And so when you have Damiani, a game that I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this called Castlevania meets Link's Awakening. Yeah. When you have the, oh, li- yeah. when you have the, the, the Link or the Link's Awakening model. To me, it wouldn't seem terribly difficult once you're building the world to just a dungeon over here and another realm over here. You get on a magical unicorn and ta-da, you're in a desert somewhere and 
we hit that tier, so we just add more stuff. Expansive, they said, because of Kickstarter. Right. Does that make sense for that type of game? Yeah, it does. I mean, just looking at the trailer, too, I mean, yeah, it's a really nice combination of those two. And I, I think that it shows enough to sell the concept, um, and they got the pedigree, and this structure allows them to say, like, well, you can see, like, you now see this. Like, what if we want to do, like, maybe we want to do, like, a new gameplay element, and we have a whole zone we want to create around that that we haven't shown off there because it is – it's nice to like what were we were talking about the like recently about I forget what game it was Huber we were talking about something um, oh it's about Psychonauts you know I haven't played Psychonauts too the, the various feedback I was hearing from some people is that like it's a good game but like it's not doing anything extraordinary extraordinarily new gameplay design wise it's it feels like a PS2 era game to mechanically and I'm like sometimes like naming the last time a game like Psychonauts came out period it's like sometimes you just want these <laughs> yeah, games want to that, exist right. is right. Like what I'm trying to like make Kenna so style, like right? we yeah, yeah. like when is the last time we got like a 2D like Zelda like this from Nintendo we yeah, we got Link's Awakening 2019 but it was like a remake version it wasn't right. like that so people who make these types of games still <laughs> you want to see them push it further and, I, yeah. Uh, yeah what 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 would happen if they kept making void. sequels to these types of games <laughs> yeah. and adding new mechanics adding new types of ideas for environments and stuff like that it would have yeah. been so insane I think that's kind of like the dusk resurgence that we're seeing with a lot of Quake Doom style like old school oh, shooters sure, yeah, like yeah. that sure. where people are just Good like what? this. yeah they're like this is exactly what I need I don't think more than that Sh- our community showcase out shout out Blue Wood is not out yet yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Bloodborne PSX is out though check out Easy Update yeah. this weekend <laughs> um so yeah, I think that worked out. Sh- Shovel Knight's initial Kickstarter was seventy five thousand, by the way. It raised over three hundred thousand, uh, and I think it's made just a little bit, a little bit more than that. And this Shovel one started Knight at three hundred thousand. This one started at three hundred eleven. They're currently at five hundred something. Wow, wow, that's that's a lot of money for a game. I just game. closed the page, so I don't know the exact number. Um, also, and you know, besides the point of talking about business and everything, this game's gonna rule, right? Yeah, should. Yeah. I mean, it should. Oh, it should. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely should. Looks like they've already just, got a lot done on it, too. Just seems video. like that's the thing that I played Shovel Knight on the 3DS on uh, the way the way down and back from Comic-Con on the train. Uh, and just like, like every time I would close that clamshell case, I was like, oof, that's a special video game. And it just seemed like it was it was going back and taking a genre and like turning the lights on, man. Mm-hmm. Just 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 right. making it shine in a lot of ways I'd never seen it before, but not like taking away or being distracting, you know. And so it's like, yeah, do that again. <laughs> do that, yeah, yeah, a different genre, fun. And all the DLC and spinoff they did, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. they still have been cranking out quality. So yeah, there's no no fear that this won't be great. And Shovel Knight made a lot of cameos in a lot of other <laughs> games. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> got their own amiibo. Shovel Knight and Fortnite, yeah. dude, win. <laughs> uh, and the Shovel With Knight the shovel. That parade's still going, uh, obviously. Pocket Dungeon, Pocket Dungeon is I getting DLC. Booted that up. Dig hasn't it. come out yet. Yeah, yeah. I played Pocket Dungeon. It's cute. Nice. Yeah. If you um, like Grindstone, it's kind of similar. Dig got bumped a little bit just because of the pandemic, but apparently is quote in the final stages and quote nearing completion. Nice. Um, and all of that came out at that event. Um, I gotta say, I'm always Hubert. I think you might be in this camp with me, where I'm always a sucker for a two. I'm always a sucker. Something happens. That's Spider-Man two. Oh, like there's like, no oh, way they yeah. couldn't do it. Like if they were like, we're gonna t- we're gonna take the Spider-Man Roman franchise in a two. weird d- episodic direction. <laughs> it would be like, no, dude, Spider-Man two. two. The yeah. Tobey yeah. Maguire movie was huge. The PS2 game was huge. The brand yeah. identity was Spider. It's like Mortal Kombat two. It's like do it. Yeah. Um, I love it too. No shovel knight too. Got to be a Roman numeral as well. Got to be. But we, it's going to be two shovels. Are we ever going to see the a knight, you know? shovel knight two? What's that going to happen? 
what you know? What if it's why rush or what? Holding two shovels, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, dual wield shovels. Him and the girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's it, what? What are they waiting for? After uh, this game, yeah. absence makes the you heart grow fonder. It, you let it build up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Learn some lessons from uh, trying a hand at slightly different genre of game. Yeah, and, and all then, the uh, DLC and everything. I mean, they were they were cranking away on shovel that I feel like. What forever. if this is? What if they join up? What if this could be a trilogy? <laughs> this is part of it, you think? Yeah, there'll be oh, a third game, and they all come together. Yeah. It's like glass. It's like glass. the... the yeah. <laughs> Hollowing glass. is kind of like digging. A, I, yeah, but I actually do think that... Um, yeah, you've got a good point. Like, to try, try something else. Yeah. you got an independent studio. you got people that are like attached to your studio as a name and like want to back you on whatever you want to do. And th- there it is. You, know, like you get 500K in yeah. a couple of days... Yeah, go wild. Don't get stuck in just a rut Mm -hmm. and making the same thing over and over again. I do wonder if they would try something. Because, like, Image and Forum tried Gunk, and I don't, didn't seem to, I mean, I don't know how well it sold, but it didn't seem to be a huge success. So I wonder if they were, like, deterred at all from, like, yeah, I don't know success wise, but yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. But the latest Steam, the SteamWorld RPG kind of fizzled too I think and Heist yeah we're so different than Dig 1 and 2 Yeah. so I like that all their games are really different this doesn't like that's the best example of it just a 2 do it again SteamWorld Dig 2 so yes this doesn't feel so derivative though I feel like right this this still feels like it's in their wheelhouse of what you expect it doesn't feel as far off as some of those other like SteamWorld Mm -hmm. endeavors felt like to me yeah Heist was great Heist is so sick like it Mina's the kind of thing where I literally just imagine them going through, like going to the meeting and sitting down and they just like, before they show the first slide, they're just like, Link's Awakening. And the room's like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> we're, so, we're so ready for this. Like, obviously, um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see the timeline. The thing that's also nice about Kickstarter is gonna be so public, you know, like seeing, seeing new art and stuff. Um, so kudos to them. Hype. Hype. Also significant to the Easy Allies panelist, Patreon and community are five, five new trademarks from Supermassive Games in the oh, Dark yeah. Pictures yes. Anthology. Yeah, dude. Five Halloween. new trademarks. Yes, dude. Halloween is set. Isla, we're going to we're gonna need this image. Yeah, because I you know they yeah. each have different <laughs> right. vibes to them. Oh, you bet yes. they do. <laughs> Hubert, do you think you're the type of consumer that can maybe sniff out some of these vibes? Absolutely. Let's do you go. Think, Probably can. Do you think with your film experience... You can oh. maybe look at these this, logos this and kind of kind of start to because <laughs> right. this oh is because here we go. Wait, wait, no, we need to zoom in. We need to zoom in. We need to wait. Hold on, everyone. No, zoom in, please. Zoom in. Download that image and then boot up the image. Yeah, open image. Yeah, there we go. For sure. So there's the Craven Man Directive 8020. Sci-fi, sci-fi, dude. It's like a. But eighty twenty has a moon, so it's like with werewolf yeah. sci-fi. But it's like, no, it's a, like moon a moon with like a, a skull. Werewolves on the moon. It's yeah. dark pictures. I feel like it's sci-fi. Odeth, Winterfold, Silent Hill vibes. Dude, yeah. What is that? Intercession. Odeth, I feel like that's the curator. That looks like the curator. Odeth to me is going to be the one that was teased last in. Um, it's in, not quite the curator. What was the one we just played? House of Ashes. House of Ashes. Yeah, remember you. Well, it, it, it's remember like a curator, the, the it's like a Joker card or something. Yeah. Do you remember the post credits tease? And it yeah. was a. It's the H H Holmes thing. Yeah. It's a riff on H H Holmes. Yeah, it seems like Odette. That's that one. Okay. That's that one for sure. It's like a haunted mansion type serial Dude, killer thing. The thing. 
Winterfold does seem like a so wait, yeah. Winterfold's like, like a street it sign. Like a street sign. Uh, 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 Ra- oh, Ravenholm vibes. Okay, that was like when you ice. first get into Ravenholm, you see the sign. That was exactly ice. like that. Intercession oh. could be vampires or like the. Um, Crusade. Inquisition. 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 Or I was yeah. thinking like an exorcist. The kind T of thing. in intercession yeah. is like an upside down an the upside cross, down cross slash yeah. sword. But slash. it does look very like vampire y. Intercession is like Dark Pictures Anthology Origins. Get ready. Oh. That's, we're going all the way back. Sure. We are discovering I could, this. I could also see kind of like a, uh, what was the, uh, the Tom Hanks, Dan Brown series? The one Angels with uh, and yeah, Angels and like, Demons. Yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. The da one Vinci with, like, Code. The helicopter. Code, yeah. Not Da Vinci Code specifically. Angels and Demons. Angels like and Demons one. was actually sick. Just like, just like a t- turmoil in Rome. Yeah, you know, I like, like that just movie. like, like in House, you know, House of Ashes. You're going deep into the caves, like yeah. going down into the tombs of like below Rome, or like you know, digging up some old. Uh, this is such a win because this whole time I've been so nervous. All of season one of Dark Pictures, they were like, oh, this is just season one. Like, they've had this long-term plan. And, like, I was nervous they weren't going to be able to do it. Because do there's too. been yeah. hype there. They've mm-hmm. The sales mm-hmm. have been okay. But I was just, I was nervous that it just wasn't going to happen. It's so like Hitman. Yes. You keep hearing how well Hitman's yes. doing. But, but I'm still nervous. Like, yeah, I'm still yeah. I'm still ready for it to be canceled. Totally. I'm still ready for something, some, totally. some, some, you know, media plan to just yeah. crumble. And they're, no, we're not doing it's it. It's like they're all in, Jones. Yeah. They're all well, in, doubling down. What I appreciate from a brand manager perspective of how they did this yeah. is this is just a trademark. There's no trailer. They just trademarked these names. And I love how people are coy about trademarks a lot of the time. So like people trademark something. No, 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 we're not. No, no, no. I know you're excited about that thing, but we're just making sure we're covering our bases. They had these logos ready. Yeah. <laughs> like they knew yeah. people were going to come knocking. Yes, you dude. Know, crazy by the way. Man, you announcement right here. Oh, Death is a folk song also from yeah. like the early or well, late 1800s. It's in uh, Oh Brother Where Yeah, it's in Oh Brother Where mm-hmm. And like Death. the guy does look like a combination of the curator and like there are sickles behind him. Everyone picked so their most like anticipated. Well, I get. Hold on. Well, we got to. We got to go through all this. Yeah, I get. I, I um, mean, that seems very much like it would fit the curator. Like the curator yeah. could yeah. be the could be death. That's what. Yeah. Well, it's like the, with the game. It makes me think of. I know Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, but what Bill and Ted's Bogus <laughs> Journey is making fun of. The classic. Seventh Seal? Yeah, the, with the death and. Who directed Haven't that? there was been shots of like, yeah, the curator with like lightning flashes and you see like his yeah, skull? He has, or, he has yeah, he has a skull face. Sometimes. And Craven Man is not the bees, right? Wicker Man, no, that's for sure. Wicker Man. Yeah. Well, I know, but yeah. I mean, there's going to be a it's not a the bees. It's a folk horror for sure. Like, yeah. Bees are taking man. someone out in Craven Man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It looks like a folk horror. For there sure. will be a bees nod. Like, that's that's almost a nod to the Wicker Man totally. logo, I think. It really looks like it a Blair lot. Blair Witch vibes for sure. Um, and it's fun. It's like parody, but it's serious. Like, it, like House of Ashes looks like parody because I haven't played it. How much did it feel like parody when you played it? Like, how, where, where are they there's at some, tonally? There's some funny parts, but it takes itself really seriously. Yeah. But it, but there's also moments of jokiness. It like, and, it like rides the line. Yeah. yeah. You have really to release. Yeah. Like, it's you need comedy as, and it's horror. It's not as jokey yeah. as Until Dawn. No. No. <laughs> like, it's very serious with, with moments of humor, I guess. Yeah. Like, Craven Man font like is the yeah, Wicker Man, the really early is. Wicker Man font, like almost. It's a little wider. Ugh, oh I love folk horror, dude. Yo. So good for them. Yellow and when did, jackets, How long did these roll out? <laughs> Do we get like two last year in 2021? No, it's or? been one a year. One a year? Okay. Has it really been one a year? Cool. So maybe we will get two this year just because? 
No. No. I kind of don't think so. I think they want to keep Halloween that October for five going. years. I'm telling you. I mean it. Yeah. Five year plan. Dying Light Two. It's like it's like the, yeah. it's like the <laughs> theme parks doing the be more successful. <laughs> but you know you know what's super feel good about this though because like it really is feel. I got the one. vibes from kind of I don't know I just had the vibes that they were like we might get to do one more yeah. we might get to do like I don't know and like even at the end of House of Ashes yeah. curi- like earlier they were he was standing next to like a bunch of books. At the end of House of Ashes, there was only like one book next to him that like wasn't done yet or what I can't uh-huh. remember exactly. But like even in game, I remember thinking like, oh man, they're only gonna do like one more, huh? Yeah. This just feels so good yeah. to be like, yes, dude, five more. Totally. Sick. Totally. <laughs> I remember when I found out that Knott's Berry Farm, which is local here in California, does not scary farm, <laughs> and how that's like eighty-two percent of their yearly operating budget. <laughs> it's like shut like wow. they yeah. make the year. Every you know, hey, and that's why the pandemic was yeah. super rough. Wait a minute. So I just I just looked at the Wikipedia to see the, the releases. The Wicker Manpedia. Man, man, no. Uh, for Dark Pictures Anthology, <laughs> Man of Medan was nineteen. Little Little Hope was twenty. House of Ash is twenty one. The Devil in Me is the next one. Twenty two. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. So mm. okay. The so the Devil in Me is here. the H H right. Holmes murder yeah, 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 yeah. hotel right. type right. thing. Okay. I forgot that that's Separate. the name of. So there are six coming. Separate. All righty. Or these are just comic books and we're getting way... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, Netflix shows. It's yeah. not the dark oh comic God. books. The dark pictures. They're all... Oh, they're Bloomhouse movies. <laughs> they're doing like a Netflix package of movies. That could be wild, too. It's it, What I think is... Interactive is, Netflix. Hmm? You know, it, what yeah. I think is great about this is, is it's weird because of like... In some ways, like okay, yeah, it's a little formulaic or whatever, but it's like no, you've you've got like a winning formula yep. that you yeah. can focus you totally on. Totally do, every, and, and you, you win can every time. Just tell good stories with you yeah. know, and 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 again, it's like that. It's just that movie night experience. Yep, they well, all get seventy yeah. fives. Like, right, it's, it's perfect, but I'm, it doesn't matter. Right, right. I'm not usually into celebrity casting in video games, but with this series, it's exciting. Right, getting a new face of each one in there like like you said just brand new setting brand new style like it's like such a winning formula there's yeah there's not many things you could think of like if lego locked down five more brands for the next five years of weird lego games we're gonna get i wouldn't be as like, oh okay cool yeah neat yeah lego life is strange okay that'll be weird but like th- there's just there's this stokes the imagination yeah, yeah. I mean, like few headlines every, we get on this podcast this is what every fmv game wished it was yeah exactly this is what they were all Dude. going for yo i hope the oh, craven man is mads that would be sick. What the heck is Matt's doing? This feels like a Marvel phase announcement right here. <laughs> it look at like, yeah. it's like the yeah. logo. Yeah, that's what it is. Phase two, two the Dark, Dark Pictures Pic- universe. The Dark Pictures universe. Yeah. Dude, I just noticed a uh, a subtle difference on this graphic. Dark Pictures, Craven Man. Dark Pictures, Directive, blah, blah, blah. Dark Pictures presents Odeth. Oh, Odeth. Oh, yeah. So that yeah. implies that Odeth is like a smaller thing, oh, yeah. maybe? Or it's like an offshoot? Yeah, or it's for does, sure that's the curator. And, and how does like, the devil uh, in me fit into that island? Right. Yeah, that's super interesting. It's a weird, slight difference there. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then oh, the uh, intercession, like, crosses over on the logos. Yeah, the I... It's a T in intercession and an I in pictures. Yo, intercession is a House of Ashes origin story. It's <laughs> <laughs> my theory. <laughs> well, yeah, mean, that would actually would be wrong, weird if, it, if these things do start crossing, if we get characters that move from one to the next. That'd be so good. 
I love these. They're yep. so silly. I They're love them so, so much. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Easy Allies October 30th or 31st. Yeah. Launch day, dude. Just, Every yeah. time. Plug them into the website yeah. after we're done with this podcast. Schedule them. If you could do the schedule those out. Six years That'd be good. I know we're good for it. And now, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot in the show, and this month, we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. Many people think therapy is for so-called crazy people, but therapy doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It means you recognize that all humans have emotions. We need to learn to control them, not avoid them. One of the things I was thinking about lately, I think about therapy quite a bit, and when I think about therapy, I make the direct connection to BetterHelp, because I'm like, this is how we can share that we can have this conversation about therapy. One of the biggest things Amanda like gives me the gold star whenever I tell her about my emotional issues. When I label an emotion, when I look I'm like, I'm mad, why am I mad? Oh, I'm mad because of that. Just making that connection, it's like, oh, cool. Now I can just kind of stare at that and put that away. I don't have to like have it buzzing around my head because now, I, now I'm aware of what's happening. Uh, therapy can do that for you, it's done that for me. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Easy Allies listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com allies. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash allies. Go to betterhelp.com slash allies to get 10% off your first month. Today's episode is also sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds in your cart. Gotta be honest, don't use Honey every single time I shop, but every single time I shop, Honey is there. It's just a little friend. It's the little Navi from Ocarina of Time. Just, hey, listen. whoa, mm -hmm. listen, 10%, 10%, you know, just like fun coupons pop up. So it's just nice having that there, whether you actually do, whether you make the sale, whether you actually wanna, uh, are able to save money on something, it is always there letting you know the possibilities. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears. All you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons you can find for that site. How fun is that? Just watching it being like, wait a minute, wait a minute, money, money. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already, if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. And by getting it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash allies. That's joinhoney.com slash allies. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. This week was a state of play. Kind of too, but yeah. <laughs> on, on Gran Turismo 7. And I took no notes. <laughs> Oh, I didn't bring my notes, but yeah. <laughs> well, let's start with Michael Huber then. Gran Turismo. Where are we at this year? What's this is coming a new up? beginning. This is all the lapsed Gran Turismo players out there like myself. Time to jump back in. This feels like the perfect time, the perfect moment, the perfect storm for Gran Turismo 7 to make a uh, triumphant return to greatness. So hyped for this. I've not been this excited for a Gran Turismo game since... Five never came out, <laughs> you know? Gran Turismo prologue. Right. Yeah, how do you preview a game 
like this? Like, where do you where do you start? Where do they usually start? Well, I mean, yeah, they were they were walking through all kinds of different things, but they started with talking about the 25th anniversary of the series and talking about how you know car culture has become less of a thing, you know, in in popular society. Hmm. You know, and really acknowledging that, you know, Gran Turismo needs to to find ways to, you know, appeal to people, to bring new people in uh, that wouldn't necessarily have have uh, looked at the series in the past. And so they have uh, some things like the the cam- the cafe, cafe. Uh, which is a kind of a new new feature uh, where you like there's just this cozy little cafe and you have these so little menus cozy. that you pick up and you do this thing with that car and that car or whatever and then. You know, the owner walks out afterwards, or somebody that designed the car will come and tell you about, you know, their thought processes and all of this. So, you know, there's just like a lot of little things like that. They've done a lot more in terms of um, uh, community features and um, like uh, more options for paint jobs. 2,500 freaking places to take photos of your car. Well, yeah, it's it's just it's just insane. You know, and, and the photographs that they showed in the state of play were just. Just gorgeous, you know. That's like probably one of the more complex photo modes that's out there, um, and that's just you know all on top of the kind of standard campaign that you sort of expect. I, what I expect is Gran Turismo from Sony. It's an interesting franchise because it's not like I have not been a part in my years of gaming coverage of conversations being like, "Oh, is this series in trouble? Like, what are they going to do? Like, it's just how long is it going to take?" But this seems just like something that uh, is such a mainstay. Mm-hmm. Um, is this, do you think the investment's going to pay off that time? I guess what I'm saying is I'm not impressed by numbers when they're like, ah, oh, look at all these big right. numbers. It's like, well, you're in development for a super long time. <laughs> so, yes, one would hope. Um, does, does it seem like a game that's been in development for a long time? Oh, yeah. Grand Series so takes a while, for sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how people respond if a lot of newcomers will dive in, jump in. You know, I, I, I look over to what Horizon is doing, and I feel like that is so universal. Right. Like, if even if you don't like cars, Forza Horizon is just so fun to exist in that world and to just drive around and, and see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas Gran Turismo is like, cars. Like, do you love cars? <laughs> like, this is a simulation, not a soaring over dunes, you know? So, very different, but... Yeah, because it's, like, one of the things that, you know, it's, you know, Yamauchi was very excited about uh, bringing up was to, you know, the, the settings menu, where, like, you adjust all the <laughs> fine-tuning of, like, you know, how wide your wheels are and, you know, and, and how much, you know, the... Drivetrain and, all, and that all that, and and it's like, and he loves the simulation aspect of it so much that like he's like, oh, he's calling this a mini game. It's like it's not really like, like <laughs> because when he said that, it's like, oh, what's what's in there? Like, oh, you just you just change the numbers yeah, and you it runs a simulation. It shows you how much better your car is, but you know at the same time. Like, I saw people, like, as soon as that screen came up, I was like, oh, all right, that game's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, and like, other people just doubled down. Yeah. Like, right. Which, again, it's like, how do you... And it's like, I, I, you don't have to interact with that stuff. I probably am not going to interact with that stuff that much. Um, but it's it's very, you know, it's very intimidating. You know, it's so I'm it curious, like, will they do enough to... Because I feel like no game has really done that much. So, like, really, how do you introduce that to people? It's like, what makes tuning fun? Unless you're just naturally going to gravitate to going in there and filling with it yourself. God, they should do like, uh, you know, the license 
tests. Yeah. Blood. They should do something like that, like a system like the licenses, but for tuning. Right. To really ease you into it mm. one thing at a time. Like, let's take re- away. Let's do suspension only right now. 80% like, of that menu. Yeah. Just focus on the couple of things time. at a time. Yeah. Totally. Because I'd be scared to like make a mistake. I think that's the scary thing. So I'm sure. just like, how do I? You tune your. How do I know? If, yeah. yeah, yeah. That seems so overwhelming. Or if I just want to go back to a version it was before, but I'm like, I don't even. Well, remember. and then one it's of like the... hair color. It's like, yeah, one my the... original red, is gone one, forever. One of the great things that uh, <laughs> Horizon does is you can just pick other people's tunes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I I didn't tune the cars at all. I was just like go to the tuning shop, look at people's tunes, and like. Okay, and then, and it has like the web to like okay, that's this much better here. That I don't, I don't really care for that. Okay, and then I could go through. It's like okay, cool. Maybe and then I would be. see the differences based on what other people built, but I didn't have to like actually go in and tweak all that stuff mm. myself, you know. And that included you know swapping parts and and all of those sorts of things. Maybe they'll have a recommended setting for each car or something. Yeah, where you can just like click That'd one button. Nice. Yeah. yeah, automatic. Do it like. Only tangentially related, but on the drive in tonight to the office, uh, like so, like two hours ago, drove by a guy driving an Aston Martin DB5, mm. and nice. I was like, "It was Jim was like, Ryan." Oh. He cut me off. I was like, "What?" Yeah, no, <laughs> I know his name because it was part of his. It was double O blank. I won't say what it is, but it, that was his license plate. But yeah, it was. I love that car. Anyway, it's a cool car. Cool car. Um, and then one of the other cool things that I like that they're adding is they're doing this. Uh, music rally mm-hmm. and so uh I explained this to huber in the preview but basically so like the idea is 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 when you're racing you don't want to listen to music because you want to hear what the engine's doing and the tires are doing and what other racers are doing so like but people are like well we want to just like you've got you know 300 songs in this game we want to like just listen to some of this music and drive and so this is a mode where you just listen to a song and drive <laughs> and so like you can get Medals by driving better, but otherwise you can just chill out and, and just and do that. I found I enjoy doing that. Yeah, much more. I didn't realize how much chilling out and driving around places was missing from my life. How'd this game look? Because that's it, a, that's a fairly important thing. And it looks good. The more impressive stuff is just when they talk about like underlying things, like the weather mm-hmm. um, and like simulating the freaking planets in the sky <laughs> to be accurate to what? the region yeah, of the yeah. world that you're in. Why? Car planet simulation. Shenmue Passport. He explained Sony. how weather works <laughs> so that he could go through the whole thing of like how the clouds form and stuff over different tracks and how that affects the ambient air temperature and, and the aerodynamics <laughs> when you get behind another car. And yeah, Today at work, Daddy explained how weather works. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I wonder how competitive within the racing genre, it's one thing to get all these new players in. Among the people that have the curved, you know, monitor on my PC with the racing wheel, strictly play Codemasters games, like, am I, do you think, going to make a jump over to a series that I haven't played that much? Or, well, I'll buy Turismo next year when they have more events logged into the I game. Mean, or like, whoa, look at this game, i got to play this. Sim racing fans definitely have their factions. And, they're, yeah, there are people who definitely look, they don't even consider Forza and Gran Turismo as sims, which is just blows my mind. We're like, when you just look at the way that man talked about everything, yeah. Yeah. this is a simulation. <laughs> Might not do it, the things that you wanted to do or take the approach you want. It's a simulation. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 think, I think that sport to a lot of people felt like a, a lesser like a portion of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, in seven, like sport is a mode in seven. You know, and then it's got all of this other stuff 
wrapped around it. So I, I think just that, the idea that this is 7, 6 was way back on the PS3, I think a lot of people are just going to want to jump in and, yep, and it's get back to Gran Turismo. Let's see what Gran Turismo yes. is doing now. Yeah. Great time. Great timing. I imagine there'll be a PSVR 2 something with this game. Look at the cars in VR. Oh, yeah. They had a uh, mode in, in sport, actually, yeah, yeah. for the first VR, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a PSVR 2 launching with, like, just being able to look at cars. Some is... kind of cross thing, maybe, yeah, maybe some, like, like something free comes out, but it's also in the game, but if you mm-hmm. have the game, it adds stuff, but you can also demo it, but you can buy just the VR part, or what, yeah, yeah. be interesting. Getting right yeah. to it. Uh, it's funny, Damiani, driving a car in VR, one of the things actually still kind of... So kind of throws me into a lurch just a little oh, bit shit. Oh, yeah. because it's and I remember playing Ace Combat Seven. Yeah, they on the, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna lose my lunch immediately. Yes. And I'm doing barrel rolls. I'm like, whatever, because I'm not tied to anything. Yeah. When you put the tires on the curb, then there's a possibility of it getting out of sync. Then there's a possibility of wait, the game zigged and I zagged. Right. And that's okay. when. Whereas, like, if I'm in a plane, whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, in a car, you've got bouncing and all. Yeah, but. Uh, but we'll see. Obviously, yeah, make, yeah, no brainer. Especially getting up close. If you love the cars, mm-hmm. you want to see the cars. Yep. Don't worry, Damiani. You can come back to this podcast. I'm gonna reel you back in. <laughs> you ready? Nintendo financials, baby. Yeah, Damiani. <laughs> uh, we get the NPDs, but this is Nintendo touting and celebrating. What does Nintendo have to celebrate, Damiani? What are well, they celebrating this they week? They just officially passed the uh, lifetime sales of the Wii. <sighs> Those are a lot of sales. That's, a, that's a lot of console lot of, sales. Yes, and that. And uh, that's as of December 31st, 2021. So three more months left for the fiscal year to Jeez. go even higher. They're, they're, they're chasing that crown. They're, they're going for that. Uh, has a realistic shot of uh, chasing that uh, PS2, PS2 slash DS uh, top of the mountain there. Um, software sales doing very well, too. Um what was it? Uh, the they had some updates. Uh, Metroid Dread, fastest selling Metroid game. Also in its in this period has almost sold as much as the best selling next the the, the best selling Metroid game, which is Metroid Prime, in its lifetime. So just in like that short amount of time it's been out, it's almost become the best selling Metroid game. It will be by the end of this fiscal year, and that is a big win for for Metroid. Yeah, there, it has to be very. Very pleasing news to hear that, for sure. You have to imagine there's going to be more Metroid on the way after that. Yeah. Power of Switch. Heck, there. yeah. The, sw- yeah. the Switch is like the real-life Mario power-up. Like, it is the, it is the closest thing mm-hmm. in right. our lives we've gotten to just you just put it on. Well, and... and most it, of the times it works. Yeah, I mean, it's 103 million is, is the number right now. Mm. 103.54 mil. Yeah. Uh, the... And, and the thing that's really different with switch is yeah is is that way that it kind of like makes everything rise you know that you know a lot of nintendo's past systems even when they're successful when you got to this sort of back half of the life cycle you know the release schedule is starting to really thin out it really felt like okay they're putting their eggs onto next gen or whatever um and and the third party support would dry up and 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 it, it feels like a lot of games are still doing really well and healthy on Switch. And, you know, Metroid is a prime example. You know, it, it's, it's doing better than other Metroid games have. And that's been the case for a lot of series. It's like 
they bring one out on Switch, and now it like they're doing better than they ever have in the past. Even games that people thought might have not been doing well, you see these numbers and you realize how well they're doing. Like, yeah. uh, there's a lot of back and forth over Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and uh, it is literally in the top ten. <laughs> it's ready in the top ten. It's about. It's gonna. Pa- it should already have a passed. Let's go, Pikachu and Eevee. Probably won't catch up to Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield is like way up there, really high. Um, so like just showing the like even like an a remake slash remaster that was of maybe questionable quality to some people's opinions. Still like people like 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 to play games on their Switch. Um, I think it was interesting about Ring Fit. Uh, we reached another milestone. I think it broke like eleven million or something around wow. there. But it, it surpassed Splatoon two. Which everyone's like, that's a wildly, crazily popular series, and especially in Japan, doing very well. Everyone highly anticipating Splatoon three, and Ring Fit Adventure just like came out of nowhere when it did, COVID, and, dude. and yeah, it just COVID. keeps selling. It was so necessary. That's like a necessary purchase during the lockdown. You know, it right. was... is a sequel necessary? Do you rush? Do you get? Do you get there, content to that game, or, or is like it a Mario Kart Deluxe where it's like, what? Why? Why are you doing? I feel like they'll make a sequel, but it won't be as big. I wonder if we sport. I, like I wonder will. if we sports resort was like the last time they're ever. They're like, why do a sequel right. to anything? Well, remember, yeah. we fit was very similar. Oh, yeah. Just port it. Huge board and yeah. Yeah. different gimmick there. But we, yeah, but we fit. Yeah. got a lot of those huge sales as well. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe just like keeps going supernova. I mean, what's that like? So more than Mario Party Superstars. Mario Party Superstar still sold pretty well. I know, but Mario Kart 8 didn't come out this year or last year or the Kart year 8, before though, that. It's Mario Kart 8. It's GTA. Yeah. It's out of control. It's too powerful. It's, it's up there. But, I mean, the best the best news is it's like that. It's like you got Pokemon, you got Smash, sorry, Animal Crossing, Smash, and then right there in the top five still is good old Breath of the Wild. Like, cross 25 million. Hell yeah. Yeah, like, that's really nice. feels really good to see uh, a Zelda game. It, it keeps climbing mm-hmm. like that. I it mean, feels like anyone who buys a Switch is just, like, obligated to buy Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's, it's like, like they're buying yeah. it. Like, okay. Well, like you have to. Yeah. One and four by the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like the attachment rate could be, yeah, yeah like, that's yeah. probably like, attachment rate could be better. We gotta get it. Yeah, like one and four? Much. Yeah. What, should be, like, one yeah, and two. Yeah, are 50 What is the number on Mario Kart? The full total number? Uh... It's like 43.35 Almost half. Almost half of Switch owners have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And Animal Crossing things right behind it, too. It's like just giants there. Um, there was like more than just the fiscal report stuff. There was a Q&A session. There was a question there. That was oh, yeah, I, I didn't don't know see if the you, Q&A you have, Sorry, do you have that? Well, it's just such a flex week for Nintendo. There, were, there was one flex in particular. Oh, what was the flex? Uh, well, I don't know if this is from the Q&A, but uh, Furukawa was asked about oh, acquisitions. Yes, this is it. This and is basically, so Yeah, and basically it was like, eh. the, the, the actual quote, our brand was built upon products crafted with dedication by our employees. Hard to argue against that. Yeah. A large number who don't possess Nintendo DNA in our group, which is that... Is that a medical thing? Is that like you literally, do you get wheeled, do you get wheeled into a room and Wesker comes around the corner, clink, clink. Kirby just like sucks you up and like, there you go, you get some. In our group, would not be a plus. No, we don't need, you don't know, outsiders. It's, it's, it's It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a unique stance to have 
it's also something Nintendo has been they are not known to just do acquisitions for the sake of getting into an arms race with everyone with, uh, with other companies. They do it out of necessity. The last one they did, Next Level Games, was only because they were seen as essential to Mario and Luigi. Uh, sorry, the Luigi's Mansion's development going further um, after Luigi's Mansion Three did so well. And they want they want to become public, and Nintendo's like, nah, our plans align with you. We're gonna buy you outright. Whereas there's been instances where they've bought companies like we're, we don't care about you anymore. Uh, Alpha Dream. I mean, they had mm-hmm. them for a while, but like they, they, they when it came time for it, when the Mario and Luigi wasn't like selling up to you know up to what their expectations were, you know, they just let them go. But obviously, they're gonna continue to make like Mario like Mario RPG style games. Um, I think the interesting thing is gonna be. We talked about this on the last episode of Friend Code, and it was all fun speculation. But I think the real question is like, what happens when Microsoft and Sony's arms race gets out of hand and they buy up like gets everyone? Like, it is out of hand. Yeah, yeah like, like the rumors yeah. and stuff. This has not happened, but like everyone keeps saying, well, Capcom's next, Square Enix is next. Yeah. What about like EA or Ubisoft? It's like, if those companies vanish from the table and like, can they not work with Nintendo? Like, this, this argument they make, oh, our first party games are strong. But even Switch has relied on big third-party releases. Last just last year was Monster Hunter Rise, right? One right. of the biggest titles of the year. They yeah. still need those relationships. I assume they'll still exist because Nintendo's is in this weird place where they're not really directly competing mm-hmm. with the the high-end stuff. So like everyone's like Phil Spencer, and Microsoft, they're like we love Nintendo. Here's some like right. in smaller games, and we want to work with you. And Smash Brothers, our character Smash, great. And like I'm sure if it ever came push to sho- shove, Sony would probably be like, yeah, we'll work with Nintendo somehow. Like we'll do something with you someday. But that's but- that's sort of what you know it comes down to as well, right? Because it's like you're saying, it's like, well, they're not really competing. It's like, no, they're not. They're they're beating them. That's month after month, easily, year after year. So easily, like, why yeah. do we need to acquire anybody? Because mm-hmm. we're doing what we need to do. So that's a good point. Because <laughs> yeah, I think I was gonna say that like it's not the like that mentality that people have that Nintendo has sometimes. Like I don't think it's either they're just like shoveling out like because it's like PR speak or that they really believe it. I think it's kind of dangerous because while they have strong IPs, they have a strong brand. And yes, they're doing very well. Switch is not going to keep doing this for like forever. There will come a point where it will not be selling more than 20 million a year in a fiscal year anymore. It'll like go down. It has, the ride has to end sometime. And there's no guarantee (laughs) a successor is going to be as successful as the Switch. So like I just feel I like they, they always talk about we're always working on new hardware, always thinking about the future. I really hope they're looking towards the future and like the answer that Furukawa gives. Sure, it might be too short on the spot. Like we really haven't given a lot of serious thought to mergers and acquisitions, so just feed them out some answer about this. But if the landscape keeps changing, I wonder if they have to like really consider like what what are they going to do? What is their plan going right. to be for? Will being enough? Because we've had instances where them. Being in their own stuff wasn't enough. GameCube, like N64, GameCube, uh, Wii U, like they, they definitely have misfires when their hardware doesn't like you know shine. So their software is generally pretty good, but they've also had pretty some misfires with their software as well. So like they're not infallible. They're definitely not infallible. So one would think <laughs> they they don't foul a lot. I don't know. They it's 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 tough to it's tough to criticized that company as we've said many times mm-hmm. is that what this is an overgeneralization but why not let's have fun is that basically what xbox and sony are doing right now is there just particularly xbox is he bringing all of these companies behind closed doors and infusing them with xbox dna 
because he they just he just wants that Nintendo. Like they're chasing the metaverse, but Nintendo's been doing the metaverse since Super Smash Brothers and the Nintendo sixty four. Like they already had their own characters that crossed into their own games. They're doing cameos. They were doing their own Fortnite, you know, with cartridges, you know, twenty years ago. So are they playing catch up in a weird way? Nintendo has the has the best business model, but the weakest console. Just graphics-wise, like, what a weird place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think it's one of these things where, you know, everybody's chasing growth, right? And 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 Xbox is trying to get into, you know, that mobile market with xCloud and all of that kind of thing. And Sony's trying to get into more of that live service and get that revenue going that, you know, EA has been... <laughs> yeah. EA and Take-Two have just been living off of that stuff. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I think that they're they're trying to hit these these other markets and the other revenue streams, and a lot of that stuff, you know, the 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 financially trendy moves, I guess. Right. Nintendo usually isn't interested in because they've got a, just a chest full of money, right. and no, they're not the richest company in the world or anything, but they're going to make things that they think are in favor of the player most of the time. And sometimes that means they do fall behind trendy things like making good online yeah. structures. Oh my god! <laughs> but they have a place in that market that's not going away. Yeah. You know, all, all these other things, sort of like here's another market, here's another market, here's another market. They're not replacing things, right? Like mobile phones didn't replace consoles, and they probably never will. Cloud gaming is probably not going to replace them either. But they add on, and Nintendo's place hasn't really changed in that time. We're talking about Crisis, Huber. Because Crisis, Crisis 4, Crisis coming back. Crazy. French has made its name on the best visuals in the industry. Mm-hmm. And like Pokemon has made its name on the opposite yeah. of that. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's not at all why you come to here. Like, that's not. It is such an interesting, like, difference of philosoph- philosophical approach. And like, clearly neither of them in this case is wrong. But like, Nintendo's very homogenous, insular, you know, like, they do their playbook but then Microsoft is like trying to do the same thing through diversity and like different differentiation and like buying stuff, but being like, no, 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 they can still be themselves and Sony to some extent as well. It's just interesting to see these two giants of the industry yeah. taking polar opposite approaches. <laughs> it's cool. I don't know. It's like Microsoft and Sony keeps changing up the game. Nintendo's played that slow game the whole time. Forever. They yeah. just lose sometimes. They just the, the Wii U slow game didn't work. The Switch slow game, holy cow. They're like, yeah, we're the halfway through the Switch's life cycle. It's right, like, but the thing is, their successes are so high. Yeah. yeah. It's like, too big to fail. We, we can, yeah, we can ride out three failures in a row. Well, <laughs> I don't know, was this true, Damiani? Maybe you know if this is actually true or just a rumor, but didn't Nintendo say that they have, like, $30 million just, like, ca- liquid cash? That they can just like kind of just ride whatever. Well, let's say they have a million. chest. Or some, do, some they have the ch- do they have a chest? They're, they're, like an the actual. The thing is, they have like a their own like quote unquote war chest of like billions, like mm-hmm. not millions, like oh, billions of well, dollars. That, that's the war I chest. I mean, that's what media articles at the time Dude. referred to. I mean, that was their vernacular. But below or I guess thirty million is like nothing. Yeah, like no, they, they they have a lot of money Nintendo. on hand. The, the thing I don't remember if you ever heard this, Budworth, but the thing that used to always fly in the GameCube days was uh, Nintendo could uh, like. Nintendo could have like three or four console failures in a right. row, like abysmal, and it, that would that that would still not phase them. Like it would be yeah. like they could weather that many 
and like still be okay. And but the thing was, they always had a, com a, a a component to their consoles. They had the handheld. The handhelds have like never floundered. They've always right. performed well, and that's where Pokemon historically has always been. Now it's on Switch. They only have one platform, uh, their own hardware at the moment. So it, it would be interesting to see if there was a Switch Switch successor, and it did not. It's hard to imagine it wouldn't have some semblance of the popularity that Switch has. It's like they'd have to give it a really goofy name and give it like a really goofy hook that no one could understand yeah. at this point. Yeah, I point. think it, <laughs> at some point it would have to. Yeah, it would have to be something like the like the gamepad, where it's like they just have this idea that nobody has any. Like what? What? I don't understand. Yeah, I but guess he, Nintendo's cash on hand is roughly nine point four billion dollars yeah. right now. It was like six billion in like the two thousand or yeah. something. They probably only made way more. Twenty sixteen, it was seven. That, yeah, that's barely three bungees. I, <laughs> yeah, you you look but at yeah what, you look but you look at Microsoft yeah. and like the Xbox business with Game Pass and everything. There's still a lot of questions like, has Microsoft really actually ever made money on Xbox? Hard yeah. to say. That's yeah. That's the thing. Like Nintendo is about like making their profits and making sure their stuff is like their business model is about profitability immediately. Like the whole thing was like they don't sell consoles for a loss for like the longest time. Um, but th as you were saying, but with like yeah, they 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 definitely have their own style that they stick to. And and when you look at it in the context of it's just one platform, some of those games achieving those sales just on one platform is extraordinary. Like if you like imagine like just if, when it, like with if, if Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was multi-platform, imagine that game would be like a GTA. It would be like doing Grand Theft Auto numbers if it was on like every platform possibly. Wow. Maybe um, but at the same time, they've had so many shortcomings. Online being one of them, and they're like it's almost inexcusable at this it point. Is, it's not. It it's is. not. You can't. You're like, oh, it's Nintendo style. Like, it's it's wrong. It's bad. <laughs> it's wrong and it's bad. And, and if anyone in a, at an executive level still thinks that like their online is good or like like suitable, it's not. It is so far behind. It's something like so many people are clamoring for and asking, like, please just give us this. It's like. You, what, what, they, and like the thing is, they do. They're so successful. There's no pressure on them to, yeah, to do it. That's to always been anything. their problem. Yeah, mm. the problem is their their success is kind of like their weakness because the, the, sometimes I've heard people argue Nintendo's at its best when they're at their most vulnerable mm. because they have to adapt, they have to take risks, get some of like the best, most exciting things when they they've been at their lowest point. Like Switch came out of the low point of being off the Wii U. All those exciting ideas that we've seen in the last few years were like born of oh well the Wii U floundered and. None of those games really like they had good software on there, and some of them was ported. But man, we got to be a little bit more ambitious. We got like, I mean, Breath of the Wild was in the works for a while, but I mean, even like up to now with like Arceus. Do you ever imagine Game Freak had any incentive to do? It, it, we, it's a whole other can of worms of how it looks and stuff in the reviews, but. The, Stay just tuned the to concept, future friend codes. The concept of it. It's right. like, I never thought they'd ever try that. Like, yeah. why would they? Why do they even need to do that? We just said Diamond and Pearl remakes just sold, like, very well. Like, they have no incentive to do this. So there are these outliers sometimes where Nintendo does stick to its, like, we're about innovation. We're about players. We're about the gaming experience. Right. So I still remember yeah. when we first saw the DS and everyone was like, oh, yeah, touchscreen. That won't work for games. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad idea. Nope. And, you know, it's a good week for Nintendo Huber, but uh, if we do want to hit those Game Boy numbers, what is, what's that Game Boy number? We got 103.54 for the Switch. What's that Game Boy at? Like 134 million? 118. 118. Where's that DS at? DS is higher, right? That's oh got to be like 145 mil. 54. Wow. 154.02 million units sold. And PS2 is above that, right? At like 100 and 
80? We already talked about Sony. Sony okay. conversation's over. I don't, I don't know. That. I think it's like slightly higher than DS. It's like yeah. 160, up somewhere above 160 million. Dude, if Switch really is only halfway through, it'll totally get there. Oh, yeah, they reiterated. 155. <laughs> Dude, this system is like, it just feels so outdated. And if we're only halfway through, yep. Yep. that's. All Settle right. in. Okay. Buckle up. <laughs> uh, those mobile numbers, though, Nintendo, 346 million, 5.2% drop year on year. Can't waste can't waste time with that Dr. Mario nonsense. We gotta we gotta stick to strong IPs in mobile or nothing. I mean, yeah, Mario Kart Tour or ooh, the Mario Kart hand mobile game. I forget its name at this. Yeah, it's Mario Kart Tour. It's a Mario Kart Tour. Keep yeah. forgetting. Fire Emblem Heroes is still going on. I mean, I think yeah, it was Dr. Mario got shut down and. Uh, Dr. Mario. I don't know how well Animal Crossing going, is right? still going, oh, yeah. but I don't know how successful it really is. Yeah. And then they had a uh, Pikmin. Pikmin, which I don't think that's doing anything. Yeah. And then the Dragalia Lost or whatever. Oh, right. for, for the Psy Games partnership. I mean, that did well at first. I don't know how it's doing anymore, but you gave us the numbers. It was yeah. down a little bit. So I don't know how the Pikmin Bloom is doing, but my neighborhood is flowered and fantastic. Really? I don't know about the game in general, but <laughs> only one way to find out. Let's talk NFTs. Now, I find NFTs oh, funny, right. but... I don't expect other people to. What is funny, though? What is funny? What I'm focusing on this week in terms of the, the, the theme event. Oh, we went I'm red. I'm going to change the lights when, like we, talk when we do NFTs. Yeah. I'll do the no betting lights. Sith. Today, Sith colors. This week is about... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking in absolutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFT backtracking. Now, that's funny. Yes. Right? I love the NFT backtracking. I got yes. several for you, Hubert. Yes. Several. Because I think... Love it. Because here's... I think... I think... I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a trial. I think NFTs are teaching us who loves their community and who does not. Because it's one thing to be ignorant about Who's your community. paying attention? Right. Yeah. Well, but I think some people at Ubisoft is definitely paying attention. They're just not listening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, but God. they are, they, they, got their, they got the notes. They got a whole book full of notes. Um, Team 17 had a week. Uh, they announced Meta Worms, an NFT project with every, with the, just please, not Worms. I'm not even a big Worms fan, but I, no, like that's such a cherished, beautiful, perfect. 2D, I know there's 3D examples, but it's just such a, oh, it's just so, don't. Please don't. Please no. don't. Um, I actually don't have the specific notes, but who was the, it was that, uh, the Crab, Team Crab? Agro was Crab. Agro Crab, that was like, no, we're out. And I think the next day, <laughs> they, yeah. they said, no, 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 no. they also publish a lot of other indie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Pub- yeah. They canceled that project. It lasted for 34 hours. <laughs> <laughs> the the anti-Kickstarter. Yeah, it's, like, it's like when there's fundraisers and they have like the temperature gauge, you know? It's just yeah. like how pissed will they get? Like, oh, you know, they went up into the red and then, okay, we'll cancel it. Andrew Wilson, the NFT of CEOs this is from best. EA, said in a recent call that NFTs are not something they're currently, quote, driving on. We're not, we're not driving on that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing. He previously said that NFTs were, quote, the future yeah. of the industry. Yeah. Back so people track. were a little confused. Of course, he said that a couple years ago. Oh, sorry. Three months ago, he said that. No, no, <laughs> sorry. He 100%. <laughs> My bad. He's 100% waiting for the dust to clear. Sure. He's letting everyone, you know, yeah. f- like throwing people in front of the, the firing squad. Right. Like he's letting everyone take the heat. They're not and driving then, on the road, but the car is the, the pedals on the gas, yeah. and he's holding it above the road. Yeah. Just kind of waiting they're, to drop yeah, it. Yeah, they're gonna slip it in somewhere. It's yeah. gonna be so sudden. 
Just like, oh yeah, we're doing that here. Like, it's gonna happen. Shout eventually. out to Troy Baker, who did have a rough week. We talked about the podcast last time. I want to include his quote. Uh, he tweeted out, thank you for all your feedback and patience. After careful consideration, I've decided to not continue the partnership with Voice First NFT. Intentions aside, I've heard you and apologize for accusing anyone of hating just by simply disagreeing with me. Um, not a good week for him. A Minecraft NFT project called Blockverse made $1.2 million and then deleted everything because they said they were being harassed. That's <laughs> like, well, I don't <laughs> uh, maybe that's the play. Like you, I'm, you grift, you grift the crypto board bros oh, no. for yeah. two million dollars, and then you just cancel it and be like, okay, sorry, 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 but you like got out with two million. Yeah, grift. two million is like more than I'll ever make in my life. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's so much money. You do that, and then you just flee the country. Is that is that <laughs> what they're doing? Is give that it their a shot. Goal? Let us know. <laughs> like five dollars. patreoncom allies. Get in love and respect. Let us know how that's going for you. <laughs> give us updates. It isn't. Is there any update on Konami? Is uh, what what's Konami? Oh, tell me. Did Nine. Konami get into NFT? Oh, yeah. what are you talking about? They, they sold Dracula's map the and all that right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, wasn't I, I, this I, week. That's the thing. I, I mean, you got it. What did Konami mind. do with NFTs this week? They gave. I thought they gave a report that's saying their financial report saying that NFTs did very well for them. I'm they sure had, they did. They had a record breaking year because of like, when you NFT don't do much in gaming, NFTs look really good on your on your spreadsheet there. And they're like they're committed, so they're not backtracking on NFTs. They're doubling now. Well, we'll get. Don't be. Silent Hill NFT is coming soon. (laughs) Yeah, 10 hours ago. They're committed to NFTs to preserve commemorative art. To preserve beloved content. You don't even know know how free Dracula's Castle was before that purchase. It was just floating out there in the void. But now it's been secured. Now Dracula's Castle's map from the original Castlevania is safe in the hands of whoever bought it for however many thousand dollars. The codec conversations from Metal Gear are going to turn those into NFTs. Oh my god! <laughs> you have to delete them all. Yep, so Riot right. Games retweeted something they didn't know was an NFT involving Uh-oh. Killjoy from Valorant. This is hilarious. That's... They apologized after the fact and were like, "We didn't know it was an NFT because people were not only assuming you know that you're involved in this, but you're saying that Killjoy is." So <sighs> NFTs creeped into Valorant's lore through Riot's tweeting. And they later were like, no, 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 no. They said, quote, work and hobbies. NFTs have nothing to do with Killjoy's, quote, work and hobbies. Wow. Riot Games is not involved in NFTs and had to apologize about them on Twitter. Oh, my God. But, as we've stated, some people are doubling down. (laughs) Uh, Atari's getting into it with, oh, God. They've got nothing to lose. Yeah, this makes sense. Did we not talk about this already? I, I think, I think the they showed them this week. I think they showed them this week because uh, they said they were going to we, – everybody calls NFTs loot boxes. They're like, oh, they're just as bad as loot boxes. These are literally NFT loot boxes. <laughs> <Yeah>. There's 10 <laughs> images per – they call them GFTs because, oh, because they come people, wrapped people and they like open the, up. People brought up the old Devolver uh, thing from a couple of years ago, I think 2018. That's like super it's, accurate. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. That's – yeah. It's not parody anymore, that Devolver. <sighs> they're catching up. <laughs> uh, Netmarble, which is based in Korea – Netmarble cannot sell NFTs in their own country because they're banned. So they got to they got to go. They got to they got to globetrot. Where in the world can we sell NFTs? They're preparing to launch twenty new titles, and seventy percent of those titles will be using blockchain technology. Um, it's just such a it's just such a gold rush. It's such a such a scam. You know the you, the, the difference is rich, there was actually gold. There was like, actually good, sometimes exactly. exactly. It, yeah, it's just. You know, <sighs> this this rush to make millions quickly. There's like, chains in them blocks. 
But finally, <laughs> all that's pretty good. And I, we, we laugh, we joke, we have a good time. I don't mean, I don't mean to, to burden you with NFTs, but man, some yeah. of these stories are so funny. No, no, no. The gold star this week. Oh, gosh. The, the, right in the lead. Here we go. Is Nicholas Puyard, the VP of Ubisoft's oh, Strategic yeah. oh, Innovations right, right, Lab, right. who yeah. said, quote, yeah. I think gamers don't get what digital secondary market can bring to them. What we're seeing first, we being Ubisoft, what we are seeing first is the end game. The end game is about giving players the opportunity to resell their items once they're finished with them or they finish playing the game itself. So it's really for them. It's really beneficial. Uh-huh. But they don't get it. For now, dun, dun, dun. So he's trying to say, like, you can buy a digital thing and then sell it at GameStop. It's the... So... Yeah, and they get a cut of that as well. That's oh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was talking about yeah. something different. I talk about, like, your MMO account. Like, I, like that's one thing about it. You play that for how many years, and then you yeah. turn around and sell it. Can you just say it's an NFT now and oh be like, <laughs> I'm not violating your terms of service. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Isla? What's up? <laughs> yeah? You just don't get it. <laughs> I don't want to get it. It's dude. not, yeah. Let me know when you do get it, though, and I'll help you I, undo it I think it that's again. the key right it, there. It, it, There's it, so it, many it, people it, like, yeah, um, yeah I don't want to get it. They're just trying to monetize, like, user content in some form, right? Like, digital I user content? I mean, they content. could. Like, is this where it's going yeah, or something? But they're I, also I, just Damiani, I like what you're saying. Everything. I don't like the yeah. user part of that, though. Why can't we just win it? Why can't content just create itself? Why do we need designers? Why do we need consumers? But didn't this already exist? Can we create an AI that gives us money? It bums me out. Like, I don't want it anywhere near video games. Like, please. please or this stop. podcast. Do you remember no, when, seriously, like, stop. It's all a ploy to make us, like, feel and, like we want loop. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, not to mention the, like, environmental impact yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's dude. just absurd. This whole thing, it's, it's well, greed personified. about everything that was environmental impact. They're, Say it again? Team 17 bent over backwards yeah. to, like, try to prove that their things were, like, environmentally sustainable and yeah. getting back to the environment, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I don't think anyone even looked I mean, they're probably at just, that part of the, the claim. They're like, probably just, like, buying carbon offsets or something. And it's, like, how right. How much does that actually do? No. Like, who We knows? need a new Wall Street. This Wall Street 3 NFTs. This is all a ploy to get us to feel so angry and upset about this that we accept and normalize loot boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because this this is their end game was yeah. because we're gonna be like we wish we were back at loot boxes right. Honestly, so bad Honestly. and then the industry would be like oh you, d- you want loot yeah. boxes yeah. well graciously go back to yeah. loot boxes yeah. <laughs> God. also this week uh, we talked about this before and people knew this was going to happen but it's official Sega Game Centers in Japan will rebrand as Gigo get into the gaming oasis. Gigo. Um, I think Gigo. that was already the name of the company that like cooperated them. But yeah, Sega is basically Bye. taking their name so off. Yeah, over fifty years in the arcade business. Yeah. And so will Yakuza Eight say Gigo on the like arcade we'll instead see. of Sega? We'll see. Um, that's that's the only thing I care about in that story. Yakuza Eight. Evil Dead. Implications. The game. We'll see. You let me know. I will. I think I, I think I would I would ask I'm supposed to ask you that question. I'll Huber. let you know. I'll let you know. Evil Dead the game delayed May 13th, 2022. Okay. Uh, just push it to October. Just a good call. Just push it. Just get, give yourself some time. Yeah. Horde and Alliance players will soon be able to raid together in World of Warcraft. No. That's the squeaky wheel. I refuse. I will not. <laughs> if you're on Alliance, I, will not, I don't even play this game anymore. But that just seems weird. I am. I kind of want to see the first stream of the first Horde of like. <laughs> can be, can yeah, it's like Thanksgiving. You know, like. <laughs> That's why I would watch it. Friendly fire, like yeah, AOEs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, New York Times bought Wordle for seven figures. Josh Wardle, creator of Wordle, 
uh, said, quote, the step feels very natural because uh, through a, an extensive story, I do not know all the details of, but the New York Times was instrumental in the success getting the name out there. Danny Trejo's in Ollie Ollie World. He was previously in Far Cry 6, in case you're curious what, yeah. what the other thing he was. And we'll, we to, look forward to his next gaming collaboration. You have to like protect him while he's making tacos and stuff. It's really <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It was, it, it's like two missions. It's really fun. Uh, Radar Pictures is developing a TV series based on American McGee's Alice. Uh, so crazy. I know, dude. Like, I love. I, I had to remind myself <laughs> that this was just a game. This wasn't like a book American McGee wrote yeah, that no. they then made a game off of. American McGee made the game full stop. Yeah. Crazy. Goth, goth girl teenager me is like, <laughs> I'm freaking out right now. There were, there's two of them, right? There was two, two there games, were two games, yeah. yeah. And, and Madness and Returns, Madness I think, Returns. was the sequel. Yeah. yeah. And David Hayter is writing. Mm. Yeah. So. Sweet. Craziness. DJ2 Entertainment is developing a TV series based on Haze Lights. It takes two. They're also doing Life is Strange and Sleeping Dogs and some other stuff. You just go to DJ2 Entertainment and they, their whole page is all the stuff they, they are. I the feel like to. a lot of that stuff's not getting me. Probably not. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> this, maybe this one either, but it's just Yo, fun to see who. Life is Strange and Sleeping Dogs? Mm-hmm. That's and, sick. And a bunch of other That's things. That's a but Square I mean, Enix connection there. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, maybe. Um, Journey and Edith Finch devs have formed a studio called Gardens. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Which sounds super wholesome. It apparently <laughs> yeah. is, but I did not do yeah, a lot of reading on it. Go and check out that About page. It's really interesting because it's uh, remote first, and then they're doing a lot of things to try to make sure that uh, like oh. they're working sustainable weeks, like I think like 35-hour weeks and that kind of thing. So Please make that work. Dude, Please. my friend Chris is in that. Make That's that work nice. and win a goatee. Go get it. Um, Bloomberg is reporting it's not official yet the Suicide Squad won't come out until 2023 which yeah yeah. I did come recently on a Huber Syndrome and say it was one of the games I was looking forward to this year but also would not be surprised at all I did think it was weird that Gotham Knights and that were supposed to be in the same year so I guess this gives Gotham Knights time to breathe and have a life which it it seems like the game to get first between those two it's like no, nothing in Gotham. Yeah, Boy, am I excited yeah. for that game. Yeah. Get that out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, 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 yeah. then drop the biggie. Um, a Chevy Tahoe can be clearly seen in the latest trailer for the Halo TV show. And someone has modded it into the game. Have you seen this? Have you seen the Chevy <laughs> Tahoe? Somebody modded it into the game. <laughs> it's official. It's canon. Was this a Starbucks Game of Thrones situation or what? No, it was all dirtied up and everything. So, yeah, so it's like an old, it's just they, they're in yeah. some old ruins of, yeah. they're on Earth. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, good, good job, Chevy. Uh, the RE4 mod's out, eight years in the making. It's amazing. Um, amazing. A free demo of Bloodborne, the PS1 Master. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that has been covered by ZLIs so this week. Stay tuned for that yeah. coverage. Yeah. Played by the people who need to play it. Yeah. Um, meta. In 2021, made 2.2 billion in VR and AR. Curious what the AR part is specifically that Meta's doing. Their uh, stock is plummeting right now. Their stock yeah. is plummeting compared to 1.1 bill in 2020. So at least the VR AR revenue doubled last year. But uh, they're having a yeah. what a what a weird company that defines success in all sorts of interesting ways. And also, just to get another gross uh, uh, Activision quote in there. Christian Arends, Activision's VP of QA, said in Slack. Here we go. I love we're, y- we're yoinking these from Slack I love now. The, the we're not safe anywhere. I love it. I love this. In an unreplyable message. Set this message to unreplyable. Unreplyable? Yeah. Said a lot of fun things about unions. Uh, my favorite was there was, a union doesn't do anything to help us produce world-class games. And many other fun <laughs> things saying, no, unions don't help. Unreplyable statement. Happy, happy employees don't make good video games. Thanks, Christian. Take that, Slack user. Let's play a game!
NFTs and here, all here. your shit out of my face. Scumbags, we're coming here, here. for yeah. you. Yeah. From Christopher McClung, greetings allies in honor of Jones the VO Pro. I have a game called Do You Know the Vintage VO? I have a list of 10. this game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we only had two games. Shout out to the other game that was submitted. It was a good game. But uh, yeah, this one, uh, I, can't, I can't tell why. There's something about it I like. Um, I have a list of 10 video game characters, some well-known, others not so much, and actors, actresses, all with the same first name. All you need to do is guess who was the correct VO performer. Quickest to answer each correctly wins. Most points get to leftover werehogs from Kyle's not taking that with me. Stash. Enjoy it. No, Christopher. No. Number one, Amanda from Sleeping Dogs. Was that Emma Watson, Emma Roberts, Emma Stone, or Emma Thompson? Emma Stone. Whoa. Correct. Love Sleeping Dogs. Fast. 10 out of 10. Sleeping Dogs Whoa. 2. Let's go. Number two, Jason Hudson from Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Was that Sam Michael Worthington. B. Jordan? Can I get through four names before you just Sorry. like, and you're wrong? I think it's Sam. Oh, it's the other. Okay, wait. Yeah, I am? You're totally wrong. You're totally wrong. Jason Hudson from Call of Duty Black Ops 2 yeah. was that Michael B. Jordan, Michael Mosley, Michael Keaton, or Michael Rooker? A Michael Rooker. Rooker. Wait, Sam. Sure, I'll go with them. Michael uh, Keaton. Wow. From Black Ops 2. You got me. Rooker's you got in there me somewhere. Good. Because uh, Hudson showed up Rooker's in, in three, uh, I think. Black Ops Cold War and it was Rooker is not in two. Michael Keaton. That might have been. It might have been mm. Rooker, but I thought it said Keaton. Uh, but Rooker does make sense. Number three, who did additional voice talent in, additional voice talent in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2? <laughs> Will Forte, God. Will Ferrell, Will Arnett, or William H. Macy? Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Additional voice talent. Who is Ignitus from the Spyro series? Gary Busey, Gary Oldman, Gary Cole, or Gary Sinise? Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Gary. Oldman. Gary Oldman. <laughs> Sorry. <to> Sorry. <laughs> Who is. Okay, Hubert's going to get a lot of these. Who's Lucy Stillman from Assassin's Creed? Kristen Shaw, Kristen Wiig, Kristen Bell, or Kristen, Kristen Stewart? Kristen Bell. She's in it too. It looks like her. It's weird. They just came out uh, recently. They killed her off because she wanted royalties. Ha. Huh. That what? story just came out. That's recently. what you get, yeah. character. Yeah. From um, Assassin's Creed. I Logan, oh. fr Logan from Fable 3. Oh. Michael Richards, <laughs> Michael Fassbender, Michael Douglas, or Michael Caine? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Fassbender. What? Wow. Fable what? 3. What? Wait, what? <laughs> That's insane. Fable 3 is a long time ago. I forgot about that. Uh, Atlas from God of War 2, Michael Shannon, Michael Clark Duncan, Michael Ironside, or Michael Madsen? Michael Clark Michael Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. Iconic. Those other three men sound nothing like Michael <laughs> Clark Duncan. Queen Arienne from Elder Scrolls Online. Is that Kate Winslet, Kate Mara, Kate Beckinsale, or Kate Hudson? Kate, Kate Mara. Damiani's got it. Kate Beckinsale's got that MMO energy, yes. doesn't she? She just yeah. seems like... Uh, she like should be down to it. Uh, Aria Tloak from the Mass Effect series. Carrie Coon, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Ann Moss, Carrie or Ann Carrie Moss. Underwood. Was it Carrie Ann Moss? On it. Wow. Wow. And finally, a random Marine in Halo 2. Played by Michelle Williams, Michelle Rodriguez, Michelle Monaghan, or Michelle Yeoh. Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez, Rodriguez yeah. please. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. A very distinguishing voice. Heck yeah. yeah. Could not be confused with anyone else. Somewhere obvious, but a fun game. Thank that's you a really support. fun game. Those are my favorites. I love that shit. That is a fun game. Whoa, games yeah. are fun, huh? Yeah. Good ad lib, team. Good ad lib. It's now time for love and respect. <laughs> love and respect. From Sam Joven. I put together a list of some critically acclaimed games that launched in 2012. 
12, we were just, we were just talking about this, <laughs> this dude. What? <laughs> Randomly on the stream today, Jones, because February 2022, this uh, month, is insane for video games. Yeah. So randomly on stream, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what came out in February 10 years ago. Right. And we were just running through the, well, the games go. that released, comparing it to There's now. There's a twist, though. It was actually pretty crazy. Vita launched. Now that, we're, ooh, yeah. now that we're 10 years older and potentially wiser, what advice would you give these game games looking towards their futures with your current knowledge <laughs> about the industry fates of their franchises? Oh. Let's say we're quick. We don't have a whole meeting with them. We're just in the, we're, you know. In an elevator, and you look over, and there's, and there's Mass Effect 3. What do you oh. tell Mass Effect 3? Have a better ending. Rewrite your ending. Well, there's no time. What do we, how do we react? Should I get mad on our fans? Delay your game and rewrite your ending. Should I tell, should I tell our fans they're wrong? And Promise the there's good? a DLC coming that's going to fix the ending. <laughs> yeah, put the Citadel stuff in the game. Right. Oh, yeah, g get those original files that they lost for whatever multiplayer mode that they did get working for Mass Effect 1. Honestly, if the Citadel was like the actual ending, yeah. That's pretty genius, Isla. That's like what you want in a huge trilogy. I yeah. Think that's how most people think of it. Yeah. Now. Right. Yeah. Good Border call. Borderlands 2. What are you telling Borderlands 2 to prep? What are you telling to prep? Man. Ditch the magic. Didn't Borderlands 2 crush it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah a lot of these fran the next franchise especially oh, has done nothing gosh. but amazing things Tell since. Randy to ditch the magic act. Tell <laughs> Randy to ditch the magic act. I don't think that makes much difference. Um, man, I don't know. Like they're making a oh. whole game based off of one of those DLCs. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I would say like have even more DLC ready. Make even more. I don't even know about that. Like, they took a long time to get all this DLC out. Yeah. Make sure you could play your trailers correctly on your reveal. Oh yeah, remember they had Just that, double check. That was at PAX South. They couldn't play the video files. That was correctly. three though, but yeah. yeah. Far Cry Three. Far Cry. Two thousand twelve. What road ahead? Can you imagine Far Cry Three? Make Voss the real villain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> That's probably the best. Learn from your villains in the future. Telltale's The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh dear. Mm. So I'm, I'm pitching to Telltale though. Uh, well, just this game in general, just the, the, the devs on this You're going to do great. Slow down the sequels. Slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Just take your Spread time. them out. Yeah. Trim yeah. the fat. Cut your other yeah. games. And fire the didn't, guy. You didn't need 400 days either. Change the engine? That too. Yeah. Yeah. Work God, on your paid technology. Off. It's like a little tiny thing. Oh my God, Damiani. I forgot. Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> 2012. <laughs> um... That hang only, in there. That hang only in there. released no. in 2012 for a reason. That, that, yeah, that, that was should out. have been out a couple years before yeah. that. Yeah, so that, that's like, you're talking, talking about Nintendo America at that point about <laughs> believe in this franchise, please. <laughs> uh, um, I would say, hey, don't don't worry about that, yeah. that voice cast. Everyone's going to love that UK voice cast. Yeah. Also, put it in real stores. How about that? Yes. Put it in real stores. You had to either get that from GameStop or order it from Nintendo yep. directly, well, their website. One way to get it. And then they brought out a 3DS port, and then they finally yeah. gave us definitive edition. GameStop, not a real store. Daniel Bloodworth, 2022. Uh, uh, really? No, I think you couldn't even like walk into a GameStop, could you? You had to yeah, order the pre it. Yeah, it was pre-order yeah. only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, see, I, I mean, you could buy used copies through it. Um, 
Dude, like get that soundtrack out faster. <laughs> so that soundtrack to every single human being is. I might possible. have had that soundtrack before the game came out here. Probably, uh, probably in Japan, but like, they, uh, like, yeah, should have had like a Western release of that. Oh, I mean, it goes for every Nintendo soundtrack. But yeah, yeah, but like that game deserved it more than anything. Bonus game: Trials Evolution. How does Don feel about Trials? Trials. Ilis? Oh my gosh, he loves them. I know, but it. How's that series doing? Is that a series that can continue? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that well well a sweet spot right. to where it can do no wrong kind of thing, yeah. It's a good Game Pass game, that Trials franchise. Yeah, yeah. tell Trials about Game Pass. Just <laughs> <do> uprising, <laughs> yeah. day one, get game on that. Pass. Get Phil Spencer on the phone. Great he doesn't call. even know what it is yet, but yep. when he calls you about Game Pass, that's, that's good. get ready. That's so good, Jones. I was going to fix the faces fix sooner. The faces. Make them crazier. From Cabbage Lad, did you hear? Bungie was bought this week. After pondering how Sony could possibly benefit from buying a multi-platform independent studio, I had a light bulb moment. Fortnite, that's why. Why share profit and characters with Epic when you can own a similar game yourself? So the question is, what Sony franchise characters or weapons and equipment would you like to see in Destiny? Oh boy. Oh, that's So weird. they're gonna turn Destiny, I mean obviously this is a nightmare scenario right. a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, and say I no, we're doing it. This is going to I mean, I would definitely work. I would definitely want to throw in some ratchet. <laughs> dude, clickers for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Clickers? Stealth mode, yes. dude. Like crazy stealth sequences. Destiny yeah. co-op New enemies stealth. would be great for Destiny uh, regardless. Um, the Osiris DLC, I forget, but you're like going through portals and like showing up in weird places. Like something like that, but with the uh, Horizon enemies. Like, uh, killing Horizon dinos right. in Destiny seems like it would be really fun. That'd be cool. Yeah. I want to <laughs> play the entirety of Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart in Destiny 2. Like, I just want to, like, <laughs> like, literally give me the same sequences and everything, just first person. I just have all my Destiny guns. The Destiny raid, Ratchet you know, yeah, yeah. Dude, the melee weapons are kind of fun in Destiny. And now I'm just so fun. I'm just picturing Kratos and, in there with the Leviathan oh, axe yeah. and the chain, you know? Like, it'd be great. Bow and arrows in Destiny also. That's why I thought yeah. Horizon are just so fun. Uh, the so uh, fun. the electro pylon driver and from Eternal. Oh, yes. yes. The laser. Yeah. The web. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what model I'm looking for with this? Not Fortnite. Final Fantasy 14, baby, because you're telling me that the expansion pack just came out last year. It's one of the best Final Fantasy stories of all time. And yet, when I go into that world, some you know crazy cat person just passed me in a black convertible and lightning's over there attacking something from Final <laughs> Fantasy IV. Like, what is he, what even in this, is this world? So I don't think this is going to break it. I think Destiny can still, you know, release amazing stories, but dip into that Sony catalog. I just don't Best know. If it, yeah, I think if they were ever going to do this, it wouldn't be Destiny. They'd make something no. new. <laughs> yeah. Fun to ponder. They though. should bring in a hot spring from Ghost of Tsushima. Several. I like, <laughs> I like it. From RF Switch, what is the ideal type of anime game? I don't know why I'm asking this. Maybe I've been playing too much Yakuza, or my coping technique of watching all the filler episodes of Naruto is occupying too much of my brain. But I suddenly started craving a muso of that particular ninja world, or even having a Yakuza-style game set around the villages. What is your idea of a good or perfect anime game? I just played the Demon Slayer one and Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, and those are both incredible. Mm -hmm. They're so fun. I gotta say they're incredible. Yeah, I love them. You're just redoing the anime, but you get to like explore a little bit. You know, obviously it's not huge open world, and like the the combat can be pretty basic, but 
you're in in terms of reliving, like redoing the anime, that's as good as it gets. I felt like the second one, Ultimate Ninja Storm Two, yeah. was like the perfect one. It had like the best balance of things to do and just yeah. and meaningful stuff in between yeah. those segments. And I always wish there would be an anime that would just take CyberConnect 2's engine for that yeah. and make new episodes weekly doing that. <laughs> like Telltale, like if someone wants to do a Telltale t- style, like thing, like episodic, yeah. they need to talk with like CyberConnect 2. Weekly and, and, anime. And do like a weekly mm-hmm. game yeah. anime like That'd that. crazy. Where you play it and like you get the story. But Dude. I mean, it's like everyone's getting the same outcome pretty that much. That is an but, untapped... Yeah. Idea be right faster there. than the, the studio house, and it looks so good. Yeah, like I don't think it. Like I think they can make it like look really good. I also really like to swim in the seven that is Dragon Ball Kakarot. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kakarot you know, tempted me more than any Dragon Ball game ever. Uh, yeah, I, I almost we got like, like the collector's edition or something. I don't know if the copy of the game came with it, but just, like. Yeah, so like being able opportunities to presented themselves, and I was like, I, totally being able to explore the anime worlds because yeah. like I love. Just when I'm watching anime, like all the environments are like, you know, anime's so cozy. Yeah. So just being able to be in those It's like worlds. Simpsons Hit and Run. It's like, oh, yep. Millhouse lives over there. Yes. Good to know. Neat. Yes. It's kind of nice to see. We got pretty close for what I'd say it would be a dream anime game for me was when we got the first Nino Kuni. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like dude. once yes. in a lifetime thing Number with one. that. Yes. Might have wished for a yes. slightly different battle system, but otherwise, I mean, it's close you could get to a Studio Ghibli like mm-hmm. game. So we're not going to do that. It's so funny that like the different kind of anime I grew up watching because I'm like, I've already got like SMT5, like you attack and sure. dethrone God, yeah, whatever. You know? It's like these are the kinds of anime I used to watch, like yeah. sad, nihilistic, you know. Yeah. Love yeah, it. it's a thing. It kind of depends because, you know, like. You get some really good fighting games. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Fighters is so much like, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. those really work. Yeah, Persona Five is like the pinnacle. If we're if we're counting that as an anime game, I mean, basically is. <laughs> well, it's SMT Five again, just the vibe. Uh, yeah. Attack on Titan. I remember. I think the first, the first second one, one was good too, but the first one I remember you reviewing. Yeah, it, it kind of like felt you. good to play with that. Was tempted. Uh, omnidirectional mobility mm-hmm. gear, whatever you call it now. I forget. Dark we'll Souls. get corrected next week. Dark Souls <laughs> inspired in some way by Berserk. <laughs> we'll count it. <laughs> Time for bets. This week's bet, Apex Legends Defiance launches on Tuesday, February 8th. That's next Tuesday. When we record the podcast on Thursday, two days later, how many people will be watching Apex Legends on Twitch? Uh, there were 110, 115 before we started recording this podcast, and 680-something uh, ballpark is their top ever. Michael Damiani, how many people are watching that? 170,000. 170,000. Huber. 185,000. 185. Isla. I went high. 266,000. Whoa. Bloodworth. 162.5,000. I like that because that went mega high. 460, baby. I don't know. Whoa. Let's do it. Let's break some records. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't break a record. But New season hype. I mean, it's exciting. Could be. Could be. All right. All right. Last week's bet, and we still have the bet from two weeks ago, that Rugby oh, 22, yeah. that uh, how many balls are on the uh, back of the yep. cover, I th- it comes out physical tomorrow. So ah! we'll, 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 we'll be ready for the okay. next. I could have maybe gotten it today, Please but I was, find that box. I was putting that together. Shout out to me, at Trailer Jones on Twitter. If you have a physical <laughs> version, you can take a picture. It's high res as possible. So we can zoom in on the balls. But last week's bet was Life is Strange Remastered launched on Tuesday, uh, the Tuesday of this week. Um, it is issues. Thursday now. Has some issues. Or so we hear. Public service announcement. Has I want to know how many reviews will I see right now on Steam 
for that game. Uh, there were 6,700 uh, for True Colors last week, for reference. I, I um, saw a screenshot of this, Jones. It's mixed right now. Mixed reviews. It does say mixed. Yeah, a little buggy. Emotions, reviews, mixed. Yep. Brad Ellis bet 100. Damiani bet 200. Isla bet 712. Bloodworth brought it down to 74. I cranked it right back up to 800, baby. That's the range. Let's do it right now. Refresh. 310. Giving Michael Damiani the win. I love team wins, but Isla doesn't. Isla's upset. Now happy for the team. I'm happy for the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So congrats, Damiani, for the win. Bringing our scores to Massive Chubb, zero. Split. (laughs) (laughs) Malodorous Sea Lines, one. We'll see how many balls we got in the next podcast. Maybe we can put some more stuff up there. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. Shoutouts, baby. Obviously, we go straight to the shoutouts, but it's worth saying for these shoutouts. We got a new one on that shoutout tier. We have our, our shoutout sponsors returning. This is our tip top tier, patreon.com slash easy allies. We have a new shoutout person, a new, a new name to read this month. So the, and it, alphabetically, it's the end of the list. So shout out to this person, but shout out to that tier. And obviously all of our patrons at patreon.com slash easy allies. It's where we primarily funded. Uh, we, we get the money here on YouTube. We get money on Twitch. We get money all over the place, anywhere we can. Uh, but uh, a lot of people support us on Patreon. We are very grateful to them. And through Patreon, there's a lot of fun ways you can learn more about the allies. You can get more stuff from the allies. You can be more involved in our group and the content that we produced. Just like these amazing people. Shout out to Caleb Togi Crawford, Elphanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Nick, and Raymond Wheeler the Third. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Michael Damiani. Yeah, look up a video. Is there something you, <laughs> up a video. There something you want to share a, with the rest of the class? <laughs> trying to find a video for us to recommend. Okay. Okay. A lot of stuff out right. just today. Right. Lot just lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff just dropped. Okay. 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 Michael Damiani, you get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. All right. And you're not lying. We had whoo, one, two, three, four, five videos up right now. You know what? I'm going to recommend Gran Turismo 7, nice. your preview of GT7 that we alluded to earlier in the episode. So go and check that out. Um, and I don't disagree with anything we said about NFTs. I completely agree with everything we said about NFTs. And uh, until next time, everybody, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Twitch.tv slash Easy Allies, October 30th or 31st. Total world domination. You're wearing an Evil Within shirt. <laughs>